the natural ones. A bunch of good guys doing bad for glory and snacks. Welcome to Natural Ones. Last time we were together, uh, you guys made the long trek uh, from the facility where you were where you were fighting the wizards uh, and took out Grick. You made the long trek back to the surface, and that's basically the majority of what happened. Uh, you ran into a few things here and there, um, and then ended up having a few different chats with some magic vendors. I know Nick. Well, somebody got a chain of returning. Um, and there were a few other things that happened, ran into some bugbears, uh, that were a little bit less than kind and really just, uh, you know, had an interesting, had an interesting time. Uh, notably Rolthor did learn the mass teleportation spell, which may or may not come in handy. So I believe you went and slept again at the hairy eyeball, right? You took advantage of free rooms that you scared the piss out of the owner for. Um, and that's where we're going to wake up, and, and the day is yours. If you haven't, go ahead and mark yourself for a long rest. And it's to you guys. Oh. All of you are muted. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know about you guys, but, man, I needed that rest. Woo. How'd y'all sleep? I slept very well, thank you. It was good. It is good for what we have ahead of us. I think I had a little meep in my back. Sorry. He, he likes to curl up like a little cat, doesn't he? Meep was big spooning on Bright Axe? What? <laughs> <laughs> I spoon Bright Axe. I just spoon his elbow or his bicep because that's. <laughs> So, what is the plan today? We are going to head towards the... We're going to try to steal a train. Is that, is that correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I think that's good. I, I mean, I, our main problem is playing around with the idea of getting the teleportation circle up, you know? So, I was, I was wondering, like, I've looked through my spells, and I've got a couple ideas I've been working on, but I kind of wanted to ask, like, the other spell users, do you have anything that could create like a, I don't know, like a wall or a, a canvas that we could, we could throw that teleportation spell up on? I can do a wall of fire, but that ain't going to help us. Yeah, that's not going to help. Yeah. I can do, wait, I can, I can raise some rock up somehow. What? Yeah, I might be able to manipulate the rock of earth to like erupt up. I don't know if it makes a wall. Let me uh, let me search my memory banks here and kind of see what's going on. You know what? If you want, we could we could go work on that today and see if we can't get the wall to like the size we need to. I could probably help you with some stuff. Yeah, that'd be all right. What is this that'd... spell call that you do? Like, what is it like? Um. I'm trying to remember it. I think it's erupting Earth. Erupting? Whoa, that sounds intense. Uh, but it says it's a fountain. Uh, we don't need a My fountain. My spellbook says it's a fountain of uh, churned earth and stone. Well, what if we do it in the uh, tunnel? Now, moving Earth's not going to help us. We have to have a blank canvas 
that you can draw your teleportation circle on. Am I right, boss? Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, that is correct. So I don't know what we have that might work, but we can try and figure something out. So the original plan of trying to catch, what were you going to do? We were going to try to... Drop a fabric or something down. And that had a teleportation circle drawn on it. That, that was the original mm -hmm. plan. That's right. Why can't we still do that? It's fine. I'm just looking into other alternatives. It's just trying to make it more difficult. How, how tall is that train? Is that, that train's not over 20 foot tall, is it? It probably, I mean, yeah, it probably would be in that neighborhood. Really? That's, that's kind of large. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. I can tell you for sure here in a second. Well, keep conversing. I'll tell you in a second. But all we got to do is grab some of these beddings, sew them together, draw, drop. Or voila, as you magic people say. What's that mean? And so, to do this, we're going to need to have whatever in front of the track, right? Hanging on the track. And as the train barrels through, Voss is going, or I'm sorry, uh, roll for second time. <laughs> Rolthor is going to have to cast a spell on it at the exact moment that it hits the sheet. Can't hear you. You're muted. How long do we have? Like, is it, we have like 10 seconds, five seconds? Like, what are we talking here? It's like six seconds. How long does the spell last? Choose what I'm doing, game. Am I reloading? Am I shooting or not? Because <laughs> Who's reloading or shooting? <laughs> yeah, what was that? I, well, now we can't hear you. You're muted. It's okay. I muted him. <laughs> I cast <laughs> blinded death on us. What? We can no what? longer hear him. How long does the how long does the spell last? Like when well, you cast the spell on the runes, how long does it last? It's just like teleportation. It's, it's very brief, which is why you have to make sure the train's at a specific speed. No. We yeah, only have I, I was just going to say, I mean, this. the more I think about my spell, I can, it, it's not, I said fountain, but I mean, it stays. So it erupts up like a fountain, and then it's a pile of rubble. I mean, he could draw it on there, and it's 20 foot tall, but, I, you know, that's going to take a few seconds for it to come up. It's going to take a while for him to draw on it. It needs to be portable. The cloth is the way to go, I think. And, and 20 foot would do it, just FYI. It's about 18, 19 feet tall. You're just going to make it. Okay, I'm going to metagame for just a second. Awesome. can't you choose any spell out of the Druid spellbook? Uh, quite possibly. I can go look around and see what else there is. Yeah, every time you take a long rest, you can redo your list. Yeah. It's been a good thing to think about yesterday. Or we well, can see again, right? I think there's a spell that you could use. I'm just going to spell it out, if you don't mind. Uh, that's, that, uh, uh, that's fine. Check out Wall of Stone. Okay. Still out there. 
I think, may, I think it may require us having a little like it may require like making a check to see if we can kind of tweak the spell a little bit in the way that we use it if jeff will let us do that but, but, but uh here's the deal to, to metagame how long is it going to take to draw a 20 foot long circle on a 20 foot tall wall yeah. on the tracks how long does the spell take you to cast boss is it a minute 10 minutes it's not the casting that's that's the hard part. It's no, it's the drawing, but it says right. in the book how long it takes. So he needs to look at his spell. We, we all need to look at our spells and read them. No, right. no, it, it says how long it takes to draw the circle in the spell. I don't. It'll know. say preparation time for every spell that you have. But then what you're talking about is a 20-foot foot wall. We're going to have to put some sort of scaffolding or rope rigging so that he could be 20 feet in the air. To draw this thing 20 feet by however wide it's going to be, 20 feet, right. right? Or if he had a cloak of feathers. I mean, it's a good thought, but the problem is, is that this train is going to be going on a circular track. We could start it right after – you guys could start it right after the train goes by, right? In a the, tunnel. That takes a while. Like, we could have right, – Right, that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. But that's, right. a, that's assuming that nobody would interrupt him. If you're in a tunnel, who's going to be walking in the tunnels? Yeah, right. It's like a subway. There's going to be dark moments. We just have to make sure we're in one of those dark areas. I'm, I, I think you're just making it over, out of game. I think you're just making it overly complicated. All right. It's, it's 20 cloth. feet. You put, you put 20 feet of cloth on the room, on the bar room floor where we were teleported from, and we could draw it at our le or he can draw it at his leisure sitting on the ground. If yeah, I just don't know if that's how the spell works. I, I need Voss to read it, or I'll look it up. I'll read it. I got it right here. Which one is it? Is it teleportation or teleportation circle? Mass circle teleportation. Oh. Passing times five minutes. The range is 40 feet. Uh, I don't even yeah. see that. Oh. Well, the casting and the drawing are two different things, right? Yeah. So because a regular teleportation circle can be permanent, you just have to cast it every day for X number of time, you know, X number of days. And you and it just becomes permanent in the floor. That's what happened in in that um um in that you guys were in. So you know you could draw it, it just once it's once you've got it flopped down and over the tunnel, it's five minutes for him to actually cast it. And then once it's cast it's active for just a few seconds. So you, it's, it's all about the timing, right? It, it's got to be, you've got five minutes to cast it. And then once it's cast, you've just got a few seconds for the train to bust through. So it's all about precise timing. Does that make sense? It makes sense. But what gives you any indication that we have the ability to do that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the more he talks about it, the more I don't think we're going to be able to. Like, seriously, I don't know. No, like, seriously. We're, we're supposed to get a whole train. I don't even know if they go that fast. I, none of us have done any math. I have and no does idea. Anybody have a, does anybody have a miniaturization, miniaturization spell? No. It's a, it's a potion, though. I don't know if we can get a train to drink that. We could splash <laughs> it on it. Throw it <laughs> in the, pour, throw it in the cold chute. Yeah, you, well, not in the cold chute. Pour it in the steam chamber. There you go. Will that work? I think it will. You can you can certainly try. You certainly try. Oh my gosh! I just wasted a natural twenty. It worked. 
<laughs> I think we can make it work by making a big enough circle to get the train to go through it. What it really comes to is you you've got to get the train to just about its maximum speed. You've got to know roughly what that is, so you would want to, you know, I don't know if you'd want to mark the tunnel that you have to be at this point by this time or whatever, um, just to cast it right. And I'm not going to make you guys do the math. It's just going to be a series of checks. Did we notice when we rode on the train that there was a way to get to the engine compartment? You did. Yeah. It was yep. through the, um, the quick reaction forces trailer or car rather. Okay. Seemed- Weren't there two guards? There are more than two guards. There were multiple guards in the uh, cabin right before the engine. Yeah. It makes me wonder if we need to make sure that the engine is going at its highest speed that we need to be there. We don't want to be in the train. We don't want to teleport with it. Yep, why we- not? Let's go. Well, then we're going all the way back to where we were. And who knows how it's going to come out the other side? Why would I want to be on a train that might crash into whatever? A wall, a moat. If they're only if they're only going to be utilizing certain parts, I don't know if I want to be. If the teleportation circle ends up fifty feet in the air, it just shoots out. And remind us what? How many cars are we supposed to try to get? Just the engine. Just, just the, the locomotive. Oh. So that was the other thing I was going to bring up. Is there not? I think we may have talked about this before. Now I just don't remember. Is there not a way for us just to disconnect the engine from the rest of the cars and just let the engine go through? Well, sure. I need to put your mic a little closer to your face. You're not. You're kind of soft. I'm sure. A, I'm sure a fireball could probably take care of that for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think or, or a wall or a wall of stone. You're like you're not going to be on the on board with us anyway. So, no, but I'm just trying to think of an easy, you know, just pull a pin out and the. Yeah, you think Jeff would make it that easy? Well, that's what they do in the movies <laughs> all the time. I, I'm I not know. actively working against you. I'm presenting you a problem. It's up to you to find the solution. Or we well, could always yeah. just say, fuck the train. <laughs> no, I'm not going to go for that myself, but that's just me. Well, I guess we go ahead and just try it and see what happens. What's the worst can that happen? If we use the cloth, just, it'll rip we'll, down the cloth. Yep, it will fail. Like that's. And then we can try anytime, to get with the wall. Hey, stone. anytime we all have to try to make checks for anything, I mean, there's like a two percent chance we're actually going to succeed anyway. So, we have an idea of what we're going to do, right? Yep. Let's just do. I it. mean, do we know what parts we all have to play? I don't. I mean, if we're on the train, we don't even have to do anything, really. I mean, if... Do we even have to be on the train? Right. I mean, we were thinking about taking over the train, but... Oh, that's because we wanted to get it to its maximum speed, I think. You've got to get it to speed, right. But I don't and, even know... Yeah, I mean, it, it, would, it would certainly help. I, I mean, I will tell you, again, if we're going to a game, I would tell you, if you could find a way to disconnect the cars, it would lower the DC on the check. Right, because it'd be pulling less weight. Right. So it'd be easier for it to get to speed. I don't so even, even if remember you did half the cars. Did we? I mean, I know it's only been a day in the life of my character, but uh, right, it's been you know a month and a half in the life of me. 
<laughs> yeah, but you know what? We can also tell Jeff that we want to take two days to figure this out, right? Did we? Right. right. Did we? I guess the things we need to check are what stops are we? So I sent you guys the email. It was we called. Figure it out. We're gonna it figure out heist what, how, intel. How far away we got to do it from? Yeah. Right. Well, well we did, we've already done the route. It, we've already mapped it out. So we just need right. to. We just need to have. We need to find a long stretch of tunnel where nobody goes. Right. Which we which we found. Right. That's where we have people who are going to be sitting with the cloth ready to drop it down. Yep. And that can literally be set up and ready to go. Like we have only, everything almost ready except for Voss to finish the incantation. And, and you're going to decide have, whether you're doing heavy or light too. Right. We can have somebody down the track, like 10 minutes down the track, who can then message us and say, hey, guess what? The train's going to be there in five or it's going to be there in six. If we have somebody six minutes away, <coughs> he needs five minutes to cast it as long as nothing goes hideously wrong, which if it does, we just scrap the plan and try again. I'm opening up heist info. I, can you resend it to me, Brian? I don't have it. I have only the last episode. Well, tell me what I can hit with my axe. Uh, I'm getting a drink. Chappie, if I cast Blur... Oh, that's fundraising. No, that'd be haste. I need... Right axe could always just use his axe to hit the connectors between the train and the... between the cars and the engine. Little little rage unhooking. Yep. Yeah. And I think we went for. And then we went for the light. We were going for the light because the yes, heavy. Yes, we were going for the light. Too, it's faster. Oh fuck it! Let's just steal it. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. Well, oh, I mean, I mean, but we're. we're I think what he means is we don't want things. to spend a second session planning this thing out. So. Yes, I would agree with that. Let's yeah. get on the train. Let's steal it. Hell, let's get it while it's in a station. We know they're doing a train. We know they're doing a crossover because the guys are coming out of the room and into the out of the car and into the car. I think that's what we were planning. We let's gang rush them and go in. Yeah, let's just storm it and forget all the subterfuge. Storm the goddamn thing, fireball them, disconnect the train, and take Who's off. Gonna fireball them. I'm not going to be on the train. True. But if we no, you're going to fireball them because if we steal the train, you could be with us. Well, no, because we'll he has stop. to cast a spell as we well, won't no, have time. We'll, we'll stop it inside the tunnel. We'll hold him off in the tunnel. He can go cast a spell. We'll rub it up and we'll shoot it through the hole. Because yeah, nobody will be chasing us or coming and out. Then, right. and, Let's do the and, <laughs> and we're going to need a lot of track to get up to 88. I, I don't know much nice. about spells, but can he cast from the train? Not this spell, I don't think. Not from that far away. away. Yeah. Because he'll be traveling. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be able to yeah. pick a spot to cast it on. Yeah. He'd... So so we'll take this day to make sure, double-check our locations of where we want to do it. We'll take a whole day. We'll buy tickets to get on the train, leaving all of our stuff in storage on the train. So here's what... Here's here's what we can do. Let's go. Let's go kill a bunch of sweeps. What are sweeps? <laughs> sweeps are the sweeps are the maintenance people. The people, the, the gnomes who work the tunnels. 
so we can't we can't bribe them, but we've got some small small people that can dress up like them. I could even and, change myself to be one of them and infiltrate. Yes, Meep. Well, I'm just wondering the logic of killing people because now we're adding a whole new level of, like, I don't have a problem with killing them. I just don't want to bring any more attention. And if people start ending up missing over a day or two, will that night not arise attention on us? Oh, you kill them right before you need to take their yeah. place. You don't kill them two or three days ahead of time. And, and we, we don't we have to evil. kill them. We, <laughs> we could are just, evil. We could just uh, tie them up as well and steal their stuff. You know my theory on tying it's people up. It doesn't usually work. much easier to steal things when they're dead. Oh, that I finally got it. So, Chappie, did we notice any type of magical anything that would prevent magic from working on the train? Like, if we're going to ride this train a couple times, I guess if I would want to ride the train a couple times, and I want to check out, is there anything stopping magic from working? So there was. We we tested it. We tested it when we were on the train, and it worked. Magic yeah. work. The only car you were unable to test it on was the QRF's car. Okay. And you and that's where you noticed they were pulling all the magical items off of when your trip was over, right? So they were they had all the cases that they were rolling off of that thing. So that was the only car you were unable to test. We could separate the engine and the QRF car from the rest of the train because we can get all the way up to that door. Then we could climb over that car and get into the engine and deal with it from that aspect. Or Rolthar, after we separate, could just drop one of his fireballs right in the window. Well, he's not going to be with I'm us. not going to be there. Dang. <laughs> Does anybody else have a fireball? You, you would also know there are no windows in the QRF car. There are yeah. four doors. So one on doors, each wall. Door in each, door in each, and then front and back. Correct. But they were all – the doors on the side were big doors with ramps that let people on and off. And then the front and the back were regular train doors, but they were heavily armored. At this point, Real quick, your chat. Go ahead. At this point, I think we just need to come up with a decision, put everybody on the train that can get on the train as close to the car or to the engine as they possibly can, disconnect it. I wouldn't even be on the engine. Just disconnect it, let the engine keep going right before the – teleportation circle and then we meet up somewhere afterwards we just have to have it up to speed uh, problem. is there a way for us to discover what their mm, procedure is for when there's an emergency <coughs> uh, I would say that the easy way to do that is to cause an emergency let's go throw a cart on the train <laughs> tracks well, if, if we unhook the cars and they discover something's wrong, maybe they stop the train. Maybe they do. That wouldn't help us very much. The train has to be going so fast, don't it? Actually, it'll help us greatly because once they stop the train, we can jump on board and kill everybody on the engine. Again, we don't, need, we don't want anybody on the engine. We just want the engine going so it goes through the teleportation circle. Even if we, if it's up to speed and they try to stop the train, <clears throat> they won't have enough time to stop it before it hits the teleportation circle. Because we're not going to, you don't want to disconnect the train until right 
uh, until you get close enough to teleportation circle where they can't stop it. Hmm. Okay, so Rolthar is going to be casting the spell. Correct. Somebody needs to help Rolthar get the canvas ready. Correct. I can either do that, but I can also bolster some of you guys up with by aiding you with magic on your checks. Or so a, a couple of... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're good. Oh, that's fine. One of the things you guys discussed last time, so one of the issues you had was just getting on looking like you look. And so you had a way to get Kronthan on. Right. If he magical. changes into a dog or whatever, you had a way to get Matt on, to get, get Otham on. Croker wasn't a big deal. Rolthor wasn't planning on being on. So Brightax and Meep are really the outliers, right? Brightax, you got your right. reins, don't you? Well, no, but the but there's, there's a question they... of whether or not they're going to work. Yeah. No, 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 no. Magic. Oh, wait, you know magic, they don't work. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Magic will work. We learned magic will work on the train. However, he cannot get on the train using the rings because we walk through a magic detector and they remove right. all magic items before you're allowed to board. So they right. would remove his ring and then he would be a minotaur. However, do we still have that potion of enlarging and reducing? I have the diminution. What is that? That's the, yes. The reducing. The reducing. So we it's took very precise, though. It's not one he can just drop. Timing is everything. Okay. Well, that's more of a potion that I'd have to drink. Well, right, 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 right. But I mean, it's it's not one. If you read the potion, somebody, it's, it's you can't just drop form. It's, it's well, you have to no. I would be train, stuck small. No, yeah. unless somebody on the train has dispel magic, would that not drop the form? Like a druid. How long does the potion last? I think he's bringing it up. I don't know. I don't remember off the top of my head. I have I have dispel magic. So you could drop possibly, right? You could drop. Right? Are we just talking normal? Or are we in character? It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's D four hours. So you could though drop that potion whenever you wanted. He could be shoved in a backpack. At that size, right? No, it, well, it only changes me like one size category, so I'd be yeah. small. So he'd be a mini minotaur. He'd be my size. He'd be you a cat. Stick him in a bag of holding. Yeah, because that that's never had a problem for that. To happen. You know what's not in a bag of holding? Oxygen. <laughs> I'll keep it open. What about, what about a simple invisibility spell? Again, like, detect magic. Yeah. Again, it's. it's your issue here is with Brydax is getting him through security. And you, for so, that matter. So we just don't take Brydax with us. Like, that's the easiest thing. And we just do our best. Yeah, at this point, you just have Brydax come with me. We could honestly, then, we could help him. We could use him because he's so tall to help set up the... Uh, right. And, and, you, and you three are going to have to find the way back to the Blight if we're all riding on the engine. Or we jump in, the myth engine goes through, we jump in behind you. Or try to. How many times can you do the spell, Rothar? Or, or you stay in Toth. It's not like you have to go back to the Blight right, right away. I was saying, I don't think we need to 
I think we can stay in top. Yeah. For a day I or don't... two. Yes, but how are we going to make the train go without us on it? You make it go, and then you jump off it. No, the train yeah, will you... already the train will already be going. When right. we, but it won't be going at full speed. That's the whole point of getting into the engine is to ensure that it is at full speed. Remove the cars, get to the engine, ensure that it's at full speed. Jump off. Okay. We're just gonna uh, jump off uh, or out of, out of, set it up, <laughs> set it well, up to go towards full speed, and then jump off before it reaches full speed. Or out of character. <laughs> You you get the engine up to full speed, then you go back to the cars and unhook them, let the engine go off and the other cars slow down, and then you don't have to jump anywhere. So, there you go. Yes, also, but then we're we stuck to, on We have it. to bear in mind that full speed is not 90 miles an hour. Right? This is not... Well, jumping um, out of a car that's going 30 miles an hour is... Hard hurts, but hard it's survivable. <laughs> Listen, I've watched a lot of westerns. People jump <laughs> off of trains all the time. Every day. <laughs> How do you think the hobos do it? Levitation spells, too? Or fly spells? or Nope. Do Can you? we just jump on the train once it's out of the nope. station? I just wonder what is the reason for us to stay in Toth. If, if a train gets stopped, if a train gets stolen, why would we want to be here? Aren't we going to the Underdark? I thought you had Aren't... something here, Cronthud. Not in this town. It's Sarthea, which you're very close to. Right, but at this point, this, this city is, will be looking for us. Or is that not correct? I well, thought we were going us. down. I wait, wait, we guys, it's a new point. We got a teleportation circle now. So even if we go some other place, we want to come back. Can't we just have Rolthar bring us back? Ta-da. Well, sure. frankly, I would want to be out of that area where we just stole it so they don't know who did it. And we can always come back and reappear some other place in Toll. And well, that way we have no way of connecting us. I've gotten blamed for enough stuff just because I look different. And this is a big bad thing we're going to do. And they are going to be looking for anybody like us. And we can't just reappear anywhere. I don't think that's how teleportation works. It's a little too risky, isn't it? Okay, so wait. Okay, wait, 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 wait. We take we a couple days. We set up a teleportation circle outside of the city, a place that we can reappear to that's not in an, a visible place that people would expect us to come back. So we have a way to come back. Rolthar and I can go out. He can practice the spell that way. We can, we can get the teleportation circle set up and all ready. We perform the heist, and if some of us do happen to leave and get out and go to the Blight, then as long as Rolthor is with us, we're going to be good. Frankly, I'll be very honest. Why are we not casting this teleportation circle? Going to the location we want to go to, making sure that we know where it's going to head to so that when everybody gets there, if Rolthor needs to go pick people up or go meet up with people, we can get back and forth. We know where the doorways are to go back and forth. We have ins and we have outs. That way we're not flying blind. So what's to, what's to stop us from stopping the... Uh train and getting on it or not even stopping the train just getting on it pulling getting on it at a station requires going through security if you were to try to stop the train elsewhere only your creativity is stopping you well in between stations we're screwed 
Did we notice that? Well, that's maybe that's what I'm asking. Did we notice anything that would prevent us from getting on in between stations? So the light rail, as you were on it, um, was so the heavy rail was the one that was entirely in in circle it encompassed it within tunnel, right? Right. So it was you go from station to station. You didn't see anything out there. There were plenty of spots on the light rail where it would break through to the surface, or it would, you know, you, you would see other parts of the town going through. So there are areas they would require. So it would be like. Um, almost like rebar. There would be iron bars that would cover those spots. There was small enough, maybe, maybe like Chris or, or I'm sorry, Crown Thud or Meep could get through those holes, uh, really pushing it. But like, there's no way Bright X could make it through one of them. But so they were, they were just kind of cages or screens or whatever. Can you cut through that? Maybe. Can you mold it? Maybe. I don't know. That's up to you. But there, there were spots where, yes, between the stations, theoretically, you could have access to it. That might be the better bet. Find a weak spot, drop, drop on top of the train, work our way into the train from the top, and then move forward, disconnect, and go on to the next. Can I hit something with my axe yet? <laughs> me <laughs> can't hear you Alex Meep did you want to say something well I think definitely figuring out where the teleportation spell is going and coming from would be a good idea so we have that mapped out but I don't know like what about if we did stop the train? I mean, an illusion spell of the tracks being broken, or wouldn't that cause them to slow down and stop? And the minute they do, couldn't we unhinge it, jump in the engine, and steal it? Sounds like a great plan. Let's go. Then we have, then we have like, Autumn throw up a wall of stone behind it so the guys jumping out of the car can't come follow us, and we take off. I don't. I don't know. We could try it. <clears throat> Does anyone have a spell that can cause a an illusion like that? I don't know who you're pointing at. Uh, you're on you're the pointing, bottom of my you're screen. You're pointing at the. You're pointing at the off screen. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I'm guessing the druid does, but I could be wrong. Do you have an illusion spell, Matt? I just said the druid is looking. Oh. <laughs> I believe he should. I, I can't. I can't. I can't though. hear him. Your your voice is. Oh, there Me? you go. Yeah, I believe the he, did, he should anyway. So if if we can make the tracks, so. All the tracks are like, I guess I'm having difficulty in my mind imagining what everything looks like. Uh, there's a big hole that is Toth, correct? It's a big correct. hole in the ground. Correct. So think of it, think of it like a stack of donuts. 
Okay. There's a big okay. stack of donuts. Sure. In the middle of it, running through in the middle of the dough part of each of those donuts is a light rail. Okay. And then the exterior in a corkscrew going all the way up and down is the heavy rail. Right. Okay. So the hole is the hole. Right. The closer so, to the middle of the stack you get, the richer it is. And the closer to the middle of the cakey parts it is, the richer it is, because that's where the, the line is, right? But then the, does the rail, the light rail, just have mostly tunnels? Is the whole thing tunnels as, except where it stops? Or? Well, the, light, the light rail is more like a subway in Chicago or New York or someplace where there are parts that are underground and there are parts that are above ground. The above ground parts are caged with like rebar or iron of some sort. The underground parts, from what you could tell, just had rock. Does that make sense? So it can, some areas you can see it whizzing by, some areas you absolutely cannot. So then what, if we made an illusion, where are you, where are you thinking we should do that? In a cave-like area? Yeah, we, we'd have to have a stretch of tunnel where it, it kind of went dark for a while. We have, to, we have to find, no matter what, we have to find one stretch of tunnel for it to be like a dark spot where they're not, they can't see what's going on so we can get the, uh, the uh, teleportation ring set up. And then we have to have another spot to either jump down on top of it, like we talked about before, or else another dark spot where we could somehow stop the train and grab the engine. Because if we do it in broad daylight or a place where they're going to be watching, we're screwed. So we have to have two spots. The spot for roll forward does not have to be that big. It could be like a spot of like 20 feet where we would be able to set up without people staring in at us. Right. Which apparently there's plenty of that. Okay. So we're good there. But now we, but have we just have to spot. find a spot that it would be preferably long enough between to stop disengage and restart the engine. Right. But between stations so that we don't have to go whizzing by a station. Right. Somewhere where we could be free to whiz by whether or not it's visible or not, even if it's above ground. No. We could go by one station, whiz by it. Well, it, would, you... it wouldn't be wise though, because they'll try to stop us at that place at that station they, they will radio they will radio if we steal the <laughs> we have to have a free free location where they can't really stop us to get to the uh the teleportation circle so i guess our recon our reconnaissance should be to look for those locations today or else you go with the idea of jumping on top of the train, it's still movie, de detaching the engine and riding it in. Did we Is ever get a confirmation from our druid that he has an illusion spell? I don't. I don't, I don't see... I don't see anything like that. There's a, there's, I have a hallucinatory terrain, but, but, not, but physical constructs don't change. I can make it look like it's going to go over a lake or over a chasm or a swamp. I can make that look like that, but the, can the you make it look like? Remain. Can you Simple. make it look like there's a cave in in front of it? 
I can make a cave in front of it. I can, no, I can no, 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 no. We don't, we don't want a cave in front of it. We want it to look <laughs> no, like I can, a cave I can in. do that and remove it, is what I'm saying. But can then you, you destroy remove the that's, tracks. No, that's what I was going to ask, though. If It might damage the tracks, yeah. I don't... It'll take him 10 minutes to make that illusion. Nobody will have that long. Unless he's there waiting for 10 minutes. I don't think the light rail... I think the light rail... I mean, how long does it take the light rail to go around? We've timed it. It, it takes... It takes a, it's a day trip. Okay. So, so I suppose our best option then is to not stop it, to jump on top of it, fight our way in, or disconnect it. Fight our way in just to the engine. Correct? You're thinking Hold on a second. Why does it have to be at speed? Because it's got to make it through the teleportation circle while the circle is open. That's what the heist info said. If it's going too slow, you, it'll cut the car in half. So let's stop it. Let's draw the circle on the ground and drop it through. That's what happened with us. We were literally standing on a teleportation circle in a bar, and then it transported us to a different place. Why don't we do that? It's longer than 20 feet. Yeah. Because the teleportation circle can only be 20 feet. No, are we saying the teleportation circle can only be 20 feet, or we're saying it needed to be 20 feet? Well, you think about an engine. The engine is because of the size. It, yeah, it's in it's in the spell. I, I, it would be the circle even at twice what the circle is. If that's what we did with mass teleportation, I honestly don't remember. Even if it was twice that, that it would not catch all of the locomotives. I see you guys cowboy up, jump down on top of it, steal the engine, see what happens. Yep. Yeah, let's go. Yep, let's do it. And then we could use bright axe. <laughs> yes, use me. Come on, let's you go. You just have to have a way. To get people in there through the bars. Yeah, we cut the bars. Through the bars. Okay, Fireball so the guys, bars and melt them. It's rebar. You guys are looking for a spot that's open? Is open and out of the way. Okay. All right. Maybe in the slums. Who is looking? I think this is going to be a team effort over the course of a couple of days setting this up oh look i understand metals i'll go around and look and i'll look for bars that might be but i'll need somebody who's more tactical minded to come with me okay so croaker you look and either you do it with advantage or meep you roll a uh, roll with them what uh, what am i what am i looking what am I'm i sorry, it's in for? investigation i apologize investigation i got a plus three i got a plus eight why don't i help you <laughs> that way you could just do it with advantage I got a natural 20. Okay. So you guys, now how long are you going to spend doing this? Like what's your as intention here? As long as it takes. Yeah, we got to find a good spot. This is going to be key. Okay. So it's actually, it's only a few hours. You, you guys are low. Are you doing it on the same level that the hairy eyeball is on? Yeah. Sure. Okay. So there are a few things with an investigation. That's to what, a 28 is what that is? Yep. You said you have a plus eight? Okay. Mm -hmm. So there are a few things that are immediately apparent. One is that security is slightly lighter on this level. Um, you guys are in the slums, right? So 
and it's only going around this level. This is not one that goes between levels. So you did manage to find a spot that, again, the, the where you are, the part of the city that you're in, it's actually pretty lucky. Security is a little bit lighter. The um, infrastructure is a little more crumbly. It's not as well kept up. Meep, you do manage to find a spot where you can kind of spider climb up the rebar. And it, you know, it's not open yet, but you feel like given, you know, given a few hours, you could work some magic on it, uh, maybe some literal magic on it, um, and be able to get it open and, and a hole large enough that you feel comfortable you could get any member of your team through that you needed to. Okay. Yeah, I'll start working on it. So let's okay. work on it, but then not make it, and, um, not make it an obvious hole. So once we make the hole, let's, you know, if it's rebar, if it's a rebar netting, let's cut around the edges and then I'll just, kind of I'll just weaken secure it. it so that we could just pull it. So if somebody yeah. sees it, it still looks like it's there. I'll weaken it so Bright Axe can just rip it out. Okay. Now, I'm going to cast Illusion on myself to appear like a gnome who's working on this type of stuff, just in okay. case I would get called out. Okay. So I'm still going to want you to make a stealth check, so go ahead and do that. Um. Okay. I'll keep lookout. So, uh, Alex, we have Chris recording. All right, sure. I, got a, I got a 16. You got a 16 for stealth? Okay. Okay, so you're reasonably sure you look like, you know, technician-y enough. Um, you've seen also, you know, when you were going through looking for people or looking for areas, you saw some of the sweeps. So you feel pretty comfortable you can, between their being just a typical gnome and having like their not overalls, but like their work, you know, their work onesie, whatever that thing's called. Um, you're fairly confident. Yeah. It's a work onesie. Um, you're fairly confident that, uh, that you look the part. So you climb up there, you're messing around with it. Um, go ahead and make, let me get on the right screen here. Go ahead and make a, Sorry. Uh, just make a dexterity check. All right. Uh, and what, I'm sorry, what are you using to cut through the bars or, or to weaken the bars? Um, I got a 10 on a dexterity check. That was okay. So what are, you, what are you using to weaken the bars? I was just looking at that. Sorry, I had to go back and make a dexterity check. I, I was looking at my spells. Give me just one second. I got to pull out of my character to find them. Okay. I have a list I could do. Uh, let's see here. Okay. While he's doing that, Rolthor, what is it you're doing right now? I am, well, I'm assuming Bright Axe is going to come with me. Right. We are going okay, to. Okay, sure. Well, they're they're talking about now dropping him through the roof, so so that he can be on the assault squad. Your call. I'm just. Yeah. That's what that's what it was. Yeah. I know. I I still think it'd be better if he came with me to help with the gigantic tarp situation. Okay. I would say that'd be fine, to be honest, because if we are just dropping into the engine. Plus, I there's only going to be one or one guy, hopefully. 
and hopefully uh, it won't happen, but I could always use as much as it pains me to say, possibly back up as I am trying to cast the spell if someone tries to come up behind me or do something to me while I'm doing trying to cast a spell, I feel much more comfortable with a large minotaur behind me. Okay. So you are taking bright axe. You have, so we'll just say for the sake of argument, well, you guys found sailcloth, right? Yeah, we found. Do I remember that? Okay. Yeah. So you found that and you spent the day drawing out the, teleportation circle for the mass teleportation and you guys are headed down where into the tunnel or where are you trying to find a space to well, we're not doing this yet well are that's you why just, i'm asking you're just scouting right well i guess we can just scout first i mean i thought we okay. already scouted when we rode the train but yeah you've, you've done some scouting but you've got to find a way into the tunnel so go ahead and make an investigation check for me. You and Brightax can each make one, or one of you can make with advantage. I don't care which. All right. Nick, you're muted. I will aid you. All right. I will do. Ah, they were both 15. So 19. Oh, that's pretty good. Okay. So you are going along and realize kind of the same thing you've you've got one of two options basically if you're taking bright axe with you you really need to probably hit the hit the hole that meep is doing at the same time um you have a much harder time finding a spot just given it, it has more to do with bright axe and use appearance than it does anything else um to, to be able to find a spot to be able to get in there. If you can find a way into the tunnel, you know roughly the stretch that you would want. You've got a, a three or 400 yard stretch that is entirely enclosed. You're like, this is where I want to be. You know the roughly the position you want to be, but accessing the position is, is going to be your tough part right now, which is what Meep is kind of working on. Yeah, I get what Meep's working on. Out of curiosity, so to get into the tunnels, we still have to get through the stations, right? Station or, like I say, Meep is cutting a hole. Okay. So because if, at, oh, go ahead. Don't finish. Go ahead. I was going to say, if possible, what we can always do, if we're not going through the station with the magic. We're not going through the stations. I mean, I can cast the visibility on Bright Axe and turn him invisible so that nobody even sees him. <clears throat> going up to the hole, but in the station, you already know that's not going to, that's not going right. to cut it in the station. Right. right. We're not going, we're not going anywhere near the station. You got are trying to bypass the station. That's my understanding, yep. correct? Okay. Yep. All right. Hell, we could all use the same hole. Drop those guys in the hole, however many hours ahead that you guys need to walk down the track to set it all up, and then we'll come in when you're ready. We'll catch the next train and do what we need to do. Okay. So you guys, so off them, I'm sorry, not off them. So Meep and who were you with? Croker? Meep and yeah. Croker were checking on the hole. They found a spot. Meep did a little bit of work to weaken it. He's confident Bright Axe can get through it. Bright Axe and Rolthor did the same thing. They did some recon, figured out that that's probably the best way to go is to go ahead and utilize the same hole and then head in there after that. Um, off them and Krantha, what are you guys doing while those four are out doing their thing? Don't know that I need to be doing anything. Uh, okay. They're doing all the scouting. I'm I'm playing around with my spells, just trying to fool around with them, and and I'm thinking of learning something different. So as we sleep tonight, I 
pick up another a different spell. Okay. I'm taking apples and I'm smashing them with my hammer for practice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ooh, you you can throw me some. Stack. You could throw me some and I could hit them with my staff. That might be you, fun. You could invent a game that way. <laughs> what? So am I going to be helping? I'm, I'm getting this ready, but I'm not going to be jumping on the train, right? Correct, correct. He's not <laughs> jumping on the train? Who's jumping on the train? Now all of a sudden there's just three of us jumping on the train? Correct. Holy Christ. It, we're all, like I said, there should be only one guy driving well, the train. That's driving the train. It's connected to a moving fortress that had four if not more. But you guys said the, the whole reason we're doing it this way is so that all we have to do is disconnect and then it will slow down and all we have is the, is the, the, the people that are in the engine. So, Chappie, I use, uh, the goal. I use Acid Splash to weaken the bars. Okay. But I'm going to tell Kron, um, well... <clears throat> Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll tell the I'll t I don't, who would want to care. Who's going to be in charge of opening up the bars if Bright Axe isn't going? Like, who's going to have the strength to open those bars up? Uh, I, am, I am pretty strong. I have pretty strong. All right. Well, I don't care. Which I have a seven. Care. I have a seventeen strength. It's still plus three. Yes. We well, you, you can work so together. together. Yes. So I don't care which one of you. Okay, Autumn, I'll give it to you. If they have trouble, I go to Autumn and I was like, if they have trouble opening up the bars, use this. And I have one vial of acid. So for whatever reason, I think I've weakened it enough. If they can't get it open, you pour this shit on this, on the bars, and that'll help them pull it free. So getting them wet is going to make them weak? I don't get it. Okay, I go over to Cronthud. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'll do what you say. I just... I don't. Okay. Okay, so there's a place with the bars. I've made them weak so that somebody like Bright Axe could pull them open. Somebody strong could pull them out so that the guys can jump down on the train. They're just going to be pulling the bars out of the way so they can get down the train and fit through. Does that make sense? No, I get what you're saying. I just don't understand how that liquid's going to work. But okay. This, this is acid. I trust you. This is, oh, all, okay. this is acid. You pour it on the weak area <laughs> of the bars, and it will help make sure they can pull it out. Don't, don't get any on you. And then when you're done, you take a drink. A big old swallow. No, no. So much what? for not to be evil. He can't be. He's a, <laughs> he's a druid. He can't be that stupid. He has to no. have an intelligence where he knows Wis what as it is. Wisdom. <laughs> Charisma. So, what it is, but he knows not to drink it. Bright Axe and Roll yes. Thor. Yes. As you guys are headed back. You're walking through town. You're passing by some different shops and and some some keeps and stuff. You're not on the, you're not on the same level. You had had to go up three levels to go to those magic shops you were at last time we played. But you're going through and you're seeing some booths and some stalls and stuff. Um, Bright Axe stops. He sees a lot of different um, meats and cheeses that so they look really good to him. Um, and as he stops to browse, Rolthor, out of the corner of your eye, you catch a woman's eye. Um, Make a perception check. Or actually, make an intelligence check. Or make whichever's better for you. I don't care. <laughs> wow. Uh, it's intelligence. Yeah, it didn't matter. One. It's going to be a one. Okay. 
you notice somebody looking at you just with curious interest and she looks familiar, but you're not quite sure why. And she kind of turns and takes her husband's arm. So and then she looks she, back at you and then she turns again. As she's turning and getting ready to look back again, I, I nudge bright axe and have him take a look at her and say, I just kind of whisper to him. It's like, she seems very familiar to me. Do you, do you recognize her? Okay. Same thing, Brad X. Go ahead and make intelligence or perception, whichever is. I, I hate to, I hate to guess which is better for you, but okay. Well, remarkably, when you roll a nineteen, everything's better. Hey, all right. Um, so let's see here. Uh, for perception, that would be a twenty. Okay. For intelligence, that would be an eighteen. Wow, Brad X coming through with the smarts. Okay, so Bright X, you recognize her. It takes you a few seconds to kind of recall her because you had only met her briefly. Um, and you are more, actually, you recognize her husband a little bit more. You see him in profile and realize that's the guy who used to serve us drinks back at the Rusty Gear. So now the question is, should we follow them? Well, you don't recognize anybody yet. Bright X hasn't said anything. Um... I'm gonna like, oh gosh, what was their names? Um, I used to. Would you say you got a 19? I had a 20 perception or 18 intelligence. 18 intelligence. Their names were Tam and Eldra. Uh, Tam, Tam, how are you? <laughs> wow. Tam turns and looks at you, and he gets a. A legitimate look of it's a cross between concern and fear and oh god what did I do and I'm trying to fit in down here but I'm a human in a dwarven city and there's all these emotions go across his face Eldra I, locks eyes with Rolthor I stride right over to him and clap him on the back and start <laughs> you know shooting the breeze with him Okay. I follow, I guess. To... Ooh, and he recognizes you. That's hard to do to recognize a minotaur from when you're a human, but he recognizes you and goes, oh, yeah, you're, you're, um, I can't remember your name. What's your name? I'm Bright X. I'm a friend of Meep's. Remember That's Meep introduced right. us. Right. And then you see it click with him and it really starts the wheels turning and he realizes, okay, it, it, it recalls for him some of your, um, some of your things you got into and you'll recall he was a uh, uh, former adventurer type who was perhaps on some different sides of the law. So um, he feels fairly comfortable with you right away. So what are you doing way up here, uh, Tam? I mean, I mean, I'm glad you're not an off track anymore. That place is gone. <laughs> we, uh, we, we had to leave when, well, we, we split off from Nostris. We had to leave, but he got us out of the city. Yeah, Nostris is a bad turn. Uh, I don't think she's around anymore. Uh, he looks at you, and he goes, You don't... Well, I might. maybe I shouldn't say. It kind of takes a look around. Can I buy you a drink somewhere? Absolutely. Do you know any place that's uh, a little on the quiet side? Yeah, we're staying at a place uh, down a level or two called the Hairy Eyeball. It's a great place. Yeah, let's let's go have a drink. 
All right. You'll All like right. the bartender. So, he's scared shitless of me. <laughs> he says, yes, I have no trouble believing that, buddy. So you guys head down there, um, and it's, it's actually on the level that you're on. Um, and you, it's about a 20-minute walk. Is there anything? So as they're walking, Eldra takes Tam's outside arm from the two of you. So I don't know which of you is closer. I assume Brad X, given your conversation, you're closer to Tam. Rolthor's on your left. Eldra's on Tam's right. She's as far away from Rolthor as she can be. But even you notice, like, she, when, when she can, she steals a glance at Rolthor. You've got about 20 minutes. Is there any kind of conversation you want to have on the walk, or you just want to yada, yada, yada to the uh, hairy eyeball? Literally just yada, yada, yada. I'm, I, I, have, I have no ulterior motive with Tam. It's just it's a face that I recognize, and he served us beverages and seemed like a decent guy. Okay. Roll Thor, how about you? I will side up to Aldra and just kind of casually ask her how things have been and just kind of try and start a conversation without being too want about it. She grips Tam's arm a little closer. They're not like holding hands. She's like got one arm over his, one hand over his forearm and kind of holding it like that. And the other, she's gripping his bicep. Um, She's not scared per se. She just, there's, there's just something else going on with her. Um, and she just kind of, she gives you just, you know, gentle answers on any kind of questions you ask and just, Oh, that's nice type of thing. Um, she doesn't give up any real indication of what she's thinking or, or what's going on with her. Um, but she is, she's very interested in you. Uh, By look, she's just not giving up much verbally. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to wait until we get to where we're going to have a drink and see about trying to change that. Okay. All right, so at uh, at a certain point, about 20, 25 minutes later, you manage to walk into the hairy eyeball where you rejoin the rest of the group. Um, along the way, Tam gives you a bit of a story about how they had had a little bit of forewarning on the destruction of Alftrag. And Nostras, who he keeps referring to as a he, by the way, you do pick that up. Um, Nostras had gotten some information and uh, told them to basically to evacuate the gear, to uh, pull the ripcord and get the hell out of the city. Um, he said he split with them. They were headed west, and he split with them and headed north to Toth with Eldra to get away. Didn't they disappear a couple days before? Yes, we... they did. Yeah. She was supposed to have. I, wasn't she supposed to have information for me? And they disappeared. I think. Yeah, she definitely recognized you at yeah. that point and had something. You you had a conversation you were going to have with her. Yes. Right. So yeah, I'm just waiting for an opportunity because I'm going to bring that back up. Like I know okay. we had a we we had a time set up for us to have a conversation about <laughs> things that you may know about myself and my past and my family. Okay. All right. So the other four of you, what's your reaction when you see them walk in with uh, with those two, if any? You're muted. I know. Are we in our rooms when they come in? Or you are tell we me. I suppose I probably would have been at the bar drinking some milk. I would have talked to Frontet about some stuff, so I'd be sitting there with them. Okay. So when they walk in, I look over, see that they're with our friends. Tam and Eldra! Oh my gosh! Holy crud, I didn't think they'd be alive. I 
Well, who knows what happened to him? They left before we did. Tam has this look on his face, and you've all seen it with either your dads or your grandfathers or whatever. When they walk into a room and they're recognized and they get just a glint of the glory days and they want to drink a beer and tell a story, you, he kind of gets that kind of look in his eye. She is still very morose. She's still just quiet and her body language is a bit introverted um, and she keeps looking over at Rolthor. Um, but that's really, that's really it. He's very happy to see you guys and just sits down and orders around from, <clears throat> from, uh, from what's his name. Um, and just has a drink with you. He buys around for all of you. Super excited. I start chatting up and trying to figure out how he got out and how he knew. And I mean, he's going to probably have to retell the story he just told, but I want to know how he got out. Okay. And he does. He drops some other bits. Um, he is curious because he doesn't know who did it, but he's he's asking you the question. He wants to know, so who uh, who killed the gnome Nostris? What, what do you mean the so, gnome Nostris? <laughs> the one that was going is Lady Nostris. Who, who, you guys know anything about that? She kind of fell off the map. What do you mean the one? What do you, what do you mean? Yeah, who's the other one? There's another. There? He right. takes another great big gulp of his drink. He may need to take a big gulp because I yeah. want to hear this tale. So he spills the story of who was really running the rusty gear. And Lady Nostress, who was the gnome who you guys killed um, in the, uh, the one meeting, um, she was the front person for it. She was very powerful in her own right, but there was kind of a power behind the power. And Nostris, the Nostris that actually owned the gear and ran it, um, actually Nostris is a beholder that was very secretive, very, his chamber was behind. If you remember when you were in her office, she had the hallway behind that went around and it was, it was all curtained off and draped and whatnot. Um, you guys never went back there, but if you had, it would have led to um, a rather large chamber that was a beholder's lair. So, a beholder's lair? Lair. Lair, okay. So, did the beholder get out? Did, or is it? Oh, he got out. He got us all out. You know, there were, most of the staff managed to make it out. Um, and as I said, we started heading west. We started heading back toward a village I used to live in way back in my youth. And, too many bad memories for me. So I, I, I talked to him and talked to him about the debt that we had worked off over the years and the work that I had done for him. And he actually, you know, beholders sometimes get a bad rap. He was fair, if nothing else. He gave me, um, let's just call it a decent severance. And he kind of taps a coin purse that looks a little heavy. And we went our we went our our separate ways. I thought perhaps being living in this hole would be a little safer for Eldra and I. And so far, I've been mistaken. Every every day, there's a new problem. I thought I could buy into one of the richer levels with what I had, and turns out I just got ripped off and kept going further and further and further down the hole. I go much further, and I'll be <laughs> I'll be in hell. And you can kind of tell as he's recounting the story the beholder Nostris had given him a decent sum 
and he's lost much of it through, you know, probably more, you know, just bad purchases or got ripped off a little bit or financial dealings. He's had kind of a rough run of it here, um, but he's still in good spirits seeing you guys. So, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> you had there was a beholder that was running the rusted gear. Yeah, yeah. And he was trustworthy. Yeah, that's weird. Or, or more so. Well, he was, he was fair in his dealings. I just can't believe a beholder would trust other people. I feel like they're they're always paranoid, aren't they? Well, they're kind of domineering, from what I know, but. They take over whole civilizations, whole villages. And apparently the one you're talking about, Tam, did not. Well, he was domineering in other ways. He uh, you I mean, he, ran, he ran much of the guild work in Alftrag for all of the guilds, whether they knew it or not. Hmm. Hey, Chappie, like... Interesting. Okay. So what is Eldra doing right now while he's telling that story? Eldra keeps looking over at, at Rothor. And oh, for the love of shit, looks, somebody, Rothor, just talk to her. Well, she looks like she's working herself up to talking to him. And I, I already said, as soon as we get a, a free minute, I'm going to get back up to her, go over to her and bring up the fact that we had a, an appointment for a conversation. She says, oh, you, you remembered that, did you? Maybe we should find a, find a table by ourselves. So I clear out a table somewhere. <laughs> you just come over and start pushing people? Yep. I just find a right. table or one that's as close to being empty as possible. And fireball! <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I will not fireball this time, but I will intimidate if there's only one or two people at a table. Yeah. That, that actually, it's not really difficult to do. You looking like you look. People, you start heading that way with a, with a human woman, and people just kind of get up and head the other ways. Um, you sit down, and she says, what's, tell me what's your earliest memory. My earliest memory is just waking up with Peralt one day. I don't remember anything about any time before him. Do you remember your family? Nothing. Correct, I'm assuming. Yeah, that's correct. You remind me, and she looks very closely at you, and she kind of takes your hand and she pushes up your sleeve um, to where you've got a discolored number of uh, I don't think you have scales, but a discolored patch of skin that's not quite as red as the rest. We call it a birthmark in this world. It's whatever you, you know, whatever you want to call it. There. She looks back and she goes, "I thought it was you." When we were younger, we lived in a village west of Alftrag. Um, when Tam and I were first married, uh, we ran a a grist mill uh, and inn called the Hallowed Grounds. Um, and I think I met you there when you were very little. I think I met you and your father and your mother and your brother. Well, what can you tell me about the people that you met with me? She looks 
at Tam almost like she's looking to make sure that he's not watching and listening. And he is lost in his cups right now. He's lost talking to Bright Axe and Croker and the others. Um, and she tells you a story about what was the scariest day of her life and the kind of catalyst for her leaving town. Um, and the gist of it is she and Tam were doing their thing. They were running their business uh, uh, in a family of tiefling came into town who she assumes is your, your mom and your dad and your brother and probably you. Um, and she said the father whose name she remembered very well because he had left some stuff in a lockbox and she had the documentation for it. She's always carried it with her. Um, but her, his name was Rolthier, uh, which is spelled just like your name, except an I where the second O is. His name is Rolthier. Um, and he seemed overprotective. He seemed nervous. Um, and he did his best to kind of keep everyone out of sight, the family out of sight. Um, the family rented a room at hallowed grounds for about a month that they were there. And they were very careful to avoid the roving patrols from Alftrag. And she and Tam having lived on the side of the law that they'd kind of lived on, uh, in, in what we'll call some gray areas. Um, they had, they had not gone out of their way to help, but they had also not hindered. They hid you when they needed to. And they, you know, they, they but if they would have totally given you up, if, if security had come looking for you, uh, she says, Rolthier was a hard worker. Um, and he would, you know, he would just get jobs, odd jobs he'd earn. Uh, he'd run out to the city, but leave the family behind. You guys spent almost all your time in the room, but he'd go out and he'd either help in the grist meal or he'd help down by the river or whatever he had to do. Um, but something obvious, weighed upon him he was really quiet uh he was prone to fits of just like mania he was just manic and full of energy and and you know worried that someone was after him um the city watch of alftrag so this this little village that they were in it was west of alftrag and it was kind of a vassal to alftrag itself so it was patrolled relatively frequently by alftrag city watch or by <clears throat> by uh, kind of the city-state's military, but it would usually just be two or three people going through, keeping the peace, making sure the drunks were, you know, under control, all that kind of stuff. It was really a low-crime kind of place. And then one day, a lone City Watch member came to them. He was a dwarf, um, but he was a member of the City Watch. He had all the armor, all the effects, that kind of stuff. Uh, but he had a really large kind of two-handed, it was either a hammer or a battle axe or something that he kind of hung off of his back that was just a little... It wasn't the same kind of um, same kind of armament that that she was used to seeing out of the city watch. They usually carried, you know, shields and and that specific I forget what you call it, but that kind of Roman style sword that was their typical armament. And she just remembered this one being really large and, and different. She didn't know if that meant he was a captain or what it meant, but it was different. Um, this dwarf asked a few questions around town. Um, kind of spent part of the day there, and. Once he had figured out who Rolthier was and where where kind of the family was, um, he actually attacked them. He hunted them. He killed one of the children, uh, um, and he killed the mother uh, near a stream that ran by the village. And she has no idea what happened to your father, Rolthier. She found the second child, you, um, and you were probably two-ish, maybe three-ish at the time. She found you near a stream and took you in. And at this point, she's in tears remembering this. 
and goes on to talk about, you know, you stayed with her for a couple of weeks. She, you know, she was doing her best to get Tam to help, you know, to try to move away and raise you and get out of the city. And that she was worried about this, this dwarf coming back. Um, but she kept you secretly just for kind of days on end. Um, after a few days, another stranger came into town. He was also a tiefling. Um, and he carried with him and she says, I'll never forget it. And she's, I mean, tears going down her face at this time. She says, I'll never forget it. This other tiefling comes into town and he has with him a little cub. It looked like, like a, like a bugbear or a goblin cub that he was carrying in his arm. Um, and the cub was amazing because its features would change every now and again. And at one point I swear it was just, just a straight up bear. This man, he offered us money and a fresh start in exchange for you as a child. And to my great shame, when I talked to Tam about it, he convinced me to do it and that it was going to be more trouble to keep you would have been more trouble than it was worth. And then she just starts apologizing and crying and saying that she's very sorry she gave you away um, and that she she has regretted to this day. And when she saw you that day in Alftrag, those couple of times in Alftrag, she just, she had a feeling and the more she spoke to you and got closer to you, the more she knew. Um, do you have any questions so far? So, no, main question I have is you sold the person that bought me that had the bugbear, it was a tiefling? Yes. He was another tiefling. He was purple. But you have no name. And he tiefling. didn't, we didn't, we didn't sell you. I don't consider it sell. I, we were able to start a new life based on some arrangements he made. It wasn't like he just gave us, and you can see she's getting a little bit nervous with this because she doesn't want you to think, you can tell she doesn't want you to think that she just sold you. It's not like a bag of gold for whatever, but she's like, you know, arrangements were made and we were able to live much more comfortably in a larger city. Okay. So it's purple tiefling and you, but you have no name for the tiefling. He did not give us a name. And, and frankly, is... Tam was not willing to ask for a name. He was scary. And, and given and the we, recent events, we just wanted to be out of there. Tam may not, Tam may not be long for this world. The way. Um, <laughs> you say I, that to her? No, I don't say that to okay. her. Um, the other, uh, maybe I missed it when you were going through the story, the dwarf that killed my family, no name? No, we only okay. saw him. We only saw, we saw him when he came into town and he asked some questions. Um, he left for a little while and then we heard screams down by the stream and that's when we found the remains of your family. All right. Can't you describe the dwarf in any more detail? I mean, just typical dwarf, hairy, um, light complexion, had city watch, which was that blue and white armor. So the blue armor with the white kind of vestments over it, um, did not have a shield, did not have a typical, um, I forget what you call the type of sword, but the didn't have typical armor. It had that, that big, uh, it was either a hammer or a war ax of some type on its back. All right. I mean, that's all the information I'm probably going to get from her for right now. 
Yeah. I mean, the rest of it, you've already kind of heard um, yeah. on the way here. She talks about the rusty gear and working for a beholder named Nostris. Um, she did say that Tam had kept something for you. Tam, Tam felt very guilty over the years as he kind of, you know, as men sometimes do, he makes the decision in the moment and, you know, gave you away and moved and all this stuff, but something just kind of gnawed at the back of him. Um, and he kept what was in the strong box for you. Um, that's it. What does he have it now? You'd have to ask him. Okay. Well, I'm going to get up. And I, I do thank her for all the information. She is bawling and begging for your forgiveness at this point. I mean, I'll forgive her. <laughs> okay. Wow. I mean, you know, Rothor probably would forgive her, but the, the, we'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens. So I will go over to Tam and just kind of sit down and be pretty blunt and ask him if he has something for me. So the rest of you, you've been having, uh, while he's been having this conversation, you've just been at the bar partying and, and having a good time with Tam. Is there any conversation you would like to have with either each other or with Tam? I know, Meep, you had said you wanted to talk to Krautha. I don't know if that's a bar talk or if that's a later talk. Well, I, I feel like, I think I could talk to him about, but I feel like this thing's been opened up, so I probably wouldn't start talking about this with Tam there. Okay. And, I'd probably just be talking to Tam about what he was hoping to do and what were his goals now. Like, were they going to planning on staying? Things like that. Was he still trying to set things up or was he going to head lower in here? Like what he was thinking in those areas, probing questions about what his future step was going to be. And you get the idea. He's just kind of living day to day right now. Is they're trying to find a place to lay down roots? Um, there is a massive amount of fear and and you felt this from other places as well. There's a massive amount of fear in the city and there are lots of rumors running rampant about um, a force coming from Alftrag to lay siege to the city. And so a lot of people are, you know, there are people just packing more and more and more traveling to the city and packing in trying to get behind her walls. Um, And I, I think I've told you guys that, you know, I wouldn't call it disease, but there's been sickness starting to set in on some of those poor levels that are kind of crammed in and lots of concerns about what's happening in the underdark and, and could there be ramification there. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of, it's a city on edge and he's trying to make his way through it much as you guys are as an outsider. I, and I'm going to probe him about how much he got from the beholder. I just, like, how much did you get? Like, I'm just shocked. Uh, he says he, he doesn't give you a specific number, but you get the impression that it was in the thousands of gold pieces um, and that he lost much of it into a – somebody had – you know, he, he lost it basically to a huckster dwarf on one of the upper middle levels um, who had, you know, sold him some property, um, and it didn't quite work out for him. And so now he's down here, and he's got – He's got a few hundred gold, which is a lot of money in this world. I mean, it's a few hundred gold will get you a lot, but it's more, you know, he's got enough to live for weeks or months, not set himself up for life like he did have. Okay, personal note to put in my mind that, that I may want to pay a visit to that huckster dwarf late. Okay. Tonight. I am uh, sitting at the bar drinking my milk. Uh, listening to the story, but I keep looking over my shoulder at Eldra and Rolthor. 
because I also wanted to speak with Eldra before she left uh, Alfdrag and never got that chance. Okay. So I'm just waiting for their conversation to kind of break up. Okay. Do I, do I take, uh, I, I would assume that I, I mean, it's my brother. Even, even when we're at odds, he's still my brother. Am I paying any particular attention? I, mean, I, I think I would be trying to listen or, I mean, because if she's bawling like that, me being as empathetic as I am, I'm sure, you know, I'm, I, it's taken everything I can Wait, to not walk over there. Did you say okay. being pathetic like you are? Is that I'm going to slap you with your own hammer. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So, um, sorry, okay. Sorry. So, make a, uh, I guess, make an investigation check. Make an empathy roll. Make an empathy check. Uh, <laughs> a pathetic check. It's pretty pathetic. It's a 10 plus, what did you say? Which, which modifier? Investigation. Investigation. Uh, that's a 12. A 12. Yeah, you're trying to get close, but you could tell they're kind of in hushed tones. You could tell that she's very emotional, and Roll Thor, for his part, is emotional as you've ever seen him, which is to say he's pretty stone faced. But you can tell he's in a little bit different type of thought mode than he usually is. It's not burn it down, it's listen and, you know, sure. Move on from there. When, when I see him get up and leave, um, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know this woman from Eve, but I, I mean, I'm seeing her ball and I'm not going to let her sit by herself. So I walk over and I just sit down and just okay. let her, just let her do whatever talk or just sit there and cry or whatever. Krantha, were you going to do the same thing or are you just waiting on her to kind of leave? Oh yeah. I was waiting for Rothar to, to get up and then. Okay. So oh, you guys head over there yeah. kind of at the same time. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, Croker Brad actually guys doing anything? Bridex is just drinking. Bridex, make a constitution check for me. <laughs> <laughs> He's only had five. Yeah. <laughs> so his constitution check should be just fine. <laughs> that is, a, is that a constitution save or a check? Oh, let's make a save. Yeah. I never make oh constitution God. saves. That, yeah. <laughs> that's a 19. A 19. Okay, no, you're feeling pretty good. You don't know what the sale is, but it's not like what they used to have back home. Croker, what about you? Nice. Uh, I'm just uh, watching everything, making sure people aren't coming in or out of the bar that I don't like. Okay. Otherwise, I'm sipping my beer because we have a job to do tomorrow. Okay. You do notice, which is unusual, and they stick out, and actually everybody else would notice too, but you keep a close eye on them. Um, a couple of drow walk in and take the table at the back of the bar. Do I recognize them from any of our other interactions? No, you do well, make a, no, you don't. I mean, it doesn't matter what you roll. You don't recognize them. Okay. So, all right. Um, Kronthud and Otham, you guys walk over, Rothor walks away. You guys walk over to see Eldra. What do you say? Dear, dear. What's what's going on? You're you're awfully upset over here. She looks at you and goes, "It's it's not for me to say." I I your friend over there, and then she looks at you and kind of two plus two comes together, and she goes, "How long have you known him?" Uh, gosh, about 
I don't know. Um, he seemed to come along when I was pretty young. Um, I, I lived with a with a wizard, right? For all the wizard. He is yes. Yeah, I lived with a wizard who who kind of he trained me, um, and and saw some promise in me, and uh, and then along came Rolthor, and uh, I, I don't know how well you know him. Uh, he didn't upset you, did he? Because he's like a brother to me, and I'll whoop. They're him brothers. They've, that, they've lived together forever. I, I, I'll whoop him if he's causing you to cry like this. That's not right. You don't do that to a lady. Says, uh, I don't. I don't understand. I don't know. I've known him a long time. I, I he's he's about my only. Well, he's my only kin. I, I don't know no one else. Like I know him. Um, well, just I, take take care of him. He he started with little and got less as time went on. Well, if he'll let me. I don't know how well you know him, but he's not very good on the uptake when it comes to people trying to help him. Well, I know the type. You going to be all right over here? I will. Just... I'll be fine. Just let me have a drink and collect myself. Why don't you go get her another one off him? I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I get up and I go talk to Croker for a minute and take my time because I, I picked up on on uh, Cronthread that he wanted to talk to her. Okay. Eldra. So I've had a question that's been nagging at me for a long time since – I have not seen you in quite some time. And putting pieces together, do you know Rothor? I didn't know until just today when I confirmed it, but yes, he, when he was a child, he, he spent some time in my village. That's interesting. You used to work at the hollowed grounds, right? That uh, was your I, I did, yes. I had visited once before. I believe believe I was there that day when you got the tiefling. Baby. She looks very confused. I I don't remember much from that day. It's all a blur. maybe you were. I don't remember no, there was I would, chaos. I would that think day. I would remember. No, I remember I was passing through. I was on my way to Alfdrag for the first time. I had never been to the big city. My god, Kelimvor was directing me through away from uh, my area into Alfdrag. And I was passing through and I remember there was chaos that day. Something about yeah. some, some tieflings that were maybe not on the up and up. Well. Or scary. or people were, people were afraid. People were frightened in your town, in your village. They were. And, and the tieflings, they, they paid the price for that ignorance. Yes. Yes, they did. But apparently... This child, 
you took care of it. You should be proud of that. You should not be upset. It was briefly, it was briefly, and we, we shouldn't have let him go. We should have kept him and raised him as our own, and we didn't, didn't that will forever be my shame. Hmm. I well, don't know the type of life that he's lived, but I'm sure things could have been different for him. I won't lie to you. I think you're probably right. But the fact that you took him as far as you did made sure that he did not perish like the rest of his family. But do you know anything about his father? Because I recall there being some commotion about only a, a woman and, the, and another child being found. We never found his father's body, but most of us assumed that he had died and been washed in the, in the river, in the stream. There was I, no... I, I have no idea. Rolthor has... I have spoken to him about this a few times, about his past, and he doesn't remember anything, obviously, from that young. But his one thing that he is looking for is that his father. And if we could help him find that, that might help in curing both of you. She you, puts her hand on your wrist and just says, oh, honey, I, I think he's dead. I, don't, I can't imagine that. I can't imagine that if he'd have survived that, he wouldn't have come back for Rolthor. Hmm. Well, that's a good thought. I hope that is true, but Rolthor may never get closure then. So if you ever hear anything, let us know. But I know, I know that you've been around, so you, you probably will not hear anything, but it would be worth keeping it open here. I'm so sorry for my part in it. And she Don't just kind of goes back to her cup. We oh. all play part. We all play parts. We don't always know why, but yours was must. Yours was necessary. I'll leave you to it. All right. Back at the bar, um, Rolthor Tam just immediately says that yes, he's he's held something for you, um, and it's with their packs. They're on a on a different level. Um, it's it's about a level up. Uh, from where you are right now with their bags and whatnot. Um, and he'd be Wait. happy to run and get it for you. I'm sorry. You, go ahead. You, you say we get to level up. What? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Fired. All right. Cool. Yes. I, I, I think he should go get that now. Do I sense, I'm going to do an insight check on Wolthar. Do I sense like aggression towards Tam right now? What's your insight check? Oh, I know if I was going to be able to take one. Sorry. You can take it, but he he rolls against you for deception if he wants to. Yeah, 16. Rolthor, are you just going to give it to him or are you going to tell you can roll deception? I'll roll deception. I don't need no one. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> got plus nine. 20. Jesus. It's what he's good at. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. At. Intimidation and deception. That's right. Okay, so now you, uh, Rolthor, what does he catch off of you? He just thinks I'm going to get something from Tam that Tam has been saving for me. 
Okay. He doesn't right. sense any any evil. Okay. Do, do I sense anything? I mean, he's my brother. Do I? I've known him a long time. Do I have any? Double advantage. I mean, it, he gets to roll four dice to see. That's <laughs> not how it works. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I'll let you. I'll let you have one one insight check as well. Yeah, he he. I can't see anything. All right. So, Rolthor, are you going to go with him? Okay. So you're going with Tam. Yeah. So are you going to are you going to bounce from the rest of the group, or are you going to go? Are you going to take somebody with you? I'm planning on going by myself. Okay. I just tell everybody I'll be right back with, as soon as I get whatever it is that Tam left for me. Okay. All right. So those two, uh, they say their goodbyes and they pull a fade. What are the rest of you doing? Hey, Meep. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? I was having an idea. We were talking about possibly needing uh, some teleportation circles, and we know that this bar has one. Yeah, yeah. And we know that Tam and Eldrode, based on what Tam just told us, that they're having some problems. They're, uh, they were got a bunch of money stolen from that. Well, you know, bad deals, whatever. What do you think? We sh- maybe we should... Set them up? Buy this place. Yeah, I, hey, I love it. Why, that was already, I was asking him how much money the, he was giving. The bartender is already, already scared of us. I'm sure we could get a good deal. I'm thinking... And have Tam and Elders stay in this place, and then we'll always have a, a teleportation circle here. Well, and, you know, Wolthar is so good at intimidating people with Brightaxe standing next to him. True, Wolthar could convince him it would be worth his time to leave and take what money we're giving him. I mean, after all, he can't be enjoying his job anymore. Right, right. And... Honestly, I mean, people die every day. And I look at it as an investment. I mean, it's not a bad investment if we have a free right. place. Yep, I'm with you. I think that's a, a great place idea. to stay and a teleportation circle that we can use. I'll, uh, Maybe I'll, they can even rent it. I'll count up our coin. Hey, you know what we should do? Oh, this is great. We could tell the guy we'll give him one gold piece every day for the rest of his life. He's a little <laughs> Uh, Croker, what's your uh, what's your passive perception? It's really high. That's a right? horrible like... idea. <laughs> uh, my passive is twenty four. It's t- okay. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, you notice the um, the dark elves in the back of the room are just kind of uh, eyeballing you. Nothing aggressive. They're just they're looking at you. Me personally. Well, your group, but they they do tend to. They, well, they focus on you and Bright Axe mostly. Hmm. I like your ascot. They um, do like your ascot. Well, while we're drinking at the bar there, I'm going to talk to Croker a little bit. Uh, uh, Croker, um, what are we doing now, man? It's just like, seems like we've lost lost our, our you know, focus. I mean, we're just sure we're stealing a train, but, but what are we doing? We're not an off track anymore. Everything's all wiped out. I don't know if I'll ever make it back to my fleet. I'm just so uh, confused. Well, my work here is done. I needed to come here to kill that dwarf. 
my uh, <clears throat> my sense is taking me in another direction. So I'm just kind of going with the group while we're while they're still worth going with. So so what does your sense look like? Because I've I've had a sense taken me a direction, but it looked like a, a little a little figure. What what's yours look like? I'm being pulled towards Alftrag again. You care to take a walk with me? Uh okay. I walk over to the drow table. <laughs> okay. They immediately stand up. They're not defensive, but they stand up. And they just, good evening, sir. I don't like people walking into my place and eyeballing me. What do you want? I apologize. Are you the proprietor? I did not know that. What do you want? Came in for a drink and to, well, honestly, we're on the road. We're looking to get as far away from home as we can. Where's home? Sarthea. Don't think I ever heard of it. You've heard of it, Bright X? Uh, isn't that where, uh, um, uh, uh, I can't know his name. <laughs> Errol. No. Yes. Um, Crown Thug? Yes. Yes. Isn't that where Crown <laughs> Thug had to, had to go do something? Are you getting away from the town or you're going back to it? We're getting away while we can. Bad news what? is coming this way. What's going on in that town? Uh, well, what is left of the town is gathering for an attack up here. The dead have risen. They'll be attacking this city soon. Well, that's not a good sign. Hmm. Well, I appreciate the news. I'll have a drink sent over. Thank you. <laughs> He's a little wary. Not suspicious, just wary. It was just an odd interaction for him. I go back to the barkeep and I tell him to go send a drink over to the drow table. Okay. I grab Cronthud uh, if he's done with his talking with the girl. If he's he talking is. with the girl, I don't interrupt him. No, I'm done. Yeah. So we have trouble. What trouble do we have? I motion over to the drow. They come from that town that was just told to me. And, uh... <laughs> Sorry, Sarthia. Yeah. For Scythia. Yeah, that, yeah. Sarthia. Sar 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 <laughs> it's the light of Sarthos. So he says something like, the, the dead are rising, and they're heading this way. Hmm. That may be something I need to commune with my lord. Uh, that means that might be something we need to get the frack out of Dodge, or whatever this, hell or, this place is called. <laughs> or we go closer to it and see what the deal is. Being the high priest of Kelimvor, I have possibly something to do with that. Hmm. But, train the town first. below us? 
Yes. Um, yeah, so it's a large city below you. It used to be, um, Kronthad would know, it used to be part of a uh, small but powerful drow empire. Um, it was one of three kind of city, loose city-states. It was Athenian, uh, 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 which was a drow city, um, Trata, which was a Duragar city, and Golothair, which was where um, where you're from, where where he's from. Uh, those four cities together kind of banded together and, and fought off under dark threats. When necessary. When so necessary. I you, so I tell you the tell you those things. Hmm. Hmm. That makes me very curious. Did uh, do I see the uh, bartender getting that drink? Yeah, he's midway over there. Do you want to intercept him? Yeah. Okay. I'll take the drink over to them. Okay. And pronounce my city again. Is it Golgotheria? Golothair. Golothair. You're the one who gave me the name, dude. You told me that was for. I know. That was two two years ago. (laughs) And I never heard it. I only read it. (laughs) And you're much better at that than me. So. (laughs) All right. So I take their beer over to them. Okay. Um, Croker, are you going with them or are you chilling back? Yeah. Yeah. Come with me. Yeah. I, I come with. Okay. So we have two ears. I'll introduce you to my, fr- here's the drink. Okay. Introduce you to my friend. Okay. So, so bright axe and croaker and you walk over there and these guys <laughs> again, immediately stand up and now they're getting a little nervous, uh, but you put no, the drinks no. down in front of them. So they're happy. No, no, do not worry. We are not here to cause a fuss. You can see that I am person. I come from, I come from that other city that he just named. You come from a land down under? You're from I had to say it because it was perfect. From that Golthera, that's where I come from originally. And my friend here just said that you are from Sarthia. We are indeed. It's, uh, Nice to have a friend. You're one of the few who get away. There are lots, actually, uh, of my kind. I have noticed many here in this city of Toth. I have not seen my people or people like me in uh, many years. Yes. Yeah, there's a refugee presence here, which is part of the reason why we're here. But, uh, you know, to get out, you have to go up. And to go up from Sarafia is only here. Our people are fleeing. The devourer has spread his wings. And you would take that. You would know what that means. That means Rantolf. Rantolf. Where, like, what do you know of him? What is, what details do you have that you can share? Well, as you know, during the Chaos Wars, he took Golothair. And you would know that that's probably, if you escaped, that's around the time you were probably last there your own self. Yes, escape is maybe not the word for it, but many well, of my kin were destroyed. Well, for the last 24 years, and I guess you could call it a Cold War has raged. We've left them alone. They've left us alone. 
massive projects underground began happening and then five years ago or so they just went on the march they destroyed Athenian and came for us next we're holding them off but it's a losing action right now Sarthia is all but fallen what types of forces does he have is it is it our kinds it's 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 all he adds to his forces every day with the dead hmm. the problem is is that you are coming into another problem by going up refugees are coming from both directions apparently to the city of toth what's happening on the surface there is a great devourer on the other side might even be worse than Rantoff. It takes a moment for this to sink in on them. The, the great city of Alftrag is no more. The tunnel that leads down could be destroyed. The great tunnel. We don't know. We actually got a bunch of your kind out or t attempted to get them out of the city. You might find them here somewhere. Well, if that's true, you've done us a great service. Well, we and do what, we've done what we could, but we had to get out as well. So I appreciate your, your news because that is a, we have to do something about him as well. Hmm. Well, I think if you don't mind, I'll take my leave now and take the word of this back to my friends, back to my fellows. I am Citrus. Do you make your home here? No, we do not directly have a home at this time since Alftrag has been destroyed. But the hairy eyeball is where we are staying for the time being. Hmm. If you... If you need anything or have news, you can leave a message with the barkeep and I will make sure that he gets it to us. He looks at Croker and he says, this has been a fortunate conversation. I think we have, I think we have much we can share. Thank you for introducing yourselves. Is there some way that we can reach you? If, if we find a place that is a refuge for you and your people, we may know of a place, but I would have to check to see if it was safe for you first. Um, and he, he kind of explains to you where they're currently staying, uh, which is about two levels down. They're actually, they're, they're with a, there aren't many armed fighters from what he tells you, but there's a decent number of, of drow, drow, how do you pronounce it, um, with them that are just basically refugees. They were, um, they're members of a unit called the Sarthian Rangers. And right now they are just doing refugee control. They're just trying to get people out of the city. They're ferrying them up as high as they can into Toth and then going back. And right now they're looking for places to overflow them. But as you can imagine, it's just the pressure in the city is building from both sides. It's getting more and more difficult to do so. Okay. Have, have you by chance seen any of my people coming from below? The ones we've seen have all been against us. 
and not of their not of their own volition, not of their right minds. Many have looked dead for some time. Well, that is not good news either. Definitely not good to hear. It's the, the, the front of this fighting force is truly something to behold. We're just trying to, we're just trying to fend them off and get the civilians away. Well, thank you for your time. We will not hold you up any longer. But please do come back. We will. Be assured. Did I get your name? Yeah. I am Grandpa. I am Citras. Citras. S I apostrophe T R A S. His buddy's name, he introduces himself as well as Caldir. K A L apostrophe D I R. All right. Uh, Rolthor, it's about this time. It's an hour-ish walk up uh, up, the, uh, up the circle. Uh, Tam takes you into a really, um, it's, it's in worse shape than the, than the hairy eyeball. It's a really rough inn that he's been staying in. He takes you in, uh, offers to buy you some food. Uh, I'm assuming you just kind of push to go straight to his room. Yeah, I don't need food. Yeah. I tell him I'm okay. not hungry. Let's just get this over with. So he gets out, and sorry, bear with me just a second. I have to find it. Um, he goes digging through, and you see him pull out a, a strong box. It looks like at one point it was probably bolted into between a couple of floorboards um, of like a well, like an inn or or you know something like that. Um, and he opens it. It looks fairly actually heavy to have been carrying around all this time. So it's a, it's a little unusual. Um, but he opens it up. Uh, and inside of it, he, he just says, what the hell? He says, what the hell? Um, there it is. Um, he says, this, this was your father's legacy. Um, and he opens up, he's got a, sorry, I lost your camera. There we go. Um, he's got a coin purse in there. Uh, it's got about 350 gold in it. He's got some papers that really don't do much for you. They tell the story of, um, it's, it's a couple of letters back and forth that are like love notes to your mom. Um, and it's kind of world war two where if you think of the, you know, flowery language to disguise, you know, the fact that, Hey, I just want to bang. Is what mm -hmm. it comes down to. Um, you find a a couple of I wouldn't call them maps, but kind of notes about some of the cities he's been to, and it's kind of you can kind of connect the dots to okay, there's this village to the west. So he he had come from Alftrag, which is to the east. Then he had come from a couple of different cities that kind of dotted the coastline, all the way up into what you would know as Orc country. Um, the, the country of Uruk is up there and then you don't know what's north of Uruk. You wouldn't have been up that way. Um, but you could tell he had come quite a distance. Um, and in fact, he would have passed probably nearby. Now that I'm thinking about it, just to, to give you a frame of reference, if Alftrag is here and the blight is kind of very northeast of that, Uruk is even more kind of north and more easterly of that. He probably, if he'd have gone in a straight line, he would have gone by the blight without going through it. 
if that helps to orient you on that map at all, since we don't have it in front of us. Um, and then the final thing that he has for you um, is a rod. And it looks, it's less like a cylinder and more like a, like a short crowbar. Um, and it's made of an odd material. It's not, it doesn't appear to be metal. It's, it's just black. Um, it's flat. It's kind of, um, it's almost biological. Um, and you realize you study it for a few minutes. Um, that appears to be a scale of some sort. Um, on one end, it has a button you can press. Um, and that's really it. It's, it's, it's not as heavy, like if it had been iron, you would expect a certain weight. It's lighter than that, but it's heavier than, say, wood. So it's somewhere kind of in between the two. Um, but it's, it's probably not even, maybe a foot and a half long, something like that. It's actually plastic made from recycled uh, milk jugs. It is, yes. It's, it's made of microplastic scooped up from the oceans of off Alf Tracks coast, yes. Nice. Super futuristic that came back in a wormhole. That's right. That's Environmentally right. friendly. That's the way we do D&D here. Chef, that's right. Chef, like, all of a sudden, you all teleport and find yourself in a Walmart. Yeah, it's weird, right? <laughs> we call this okay. the sixth level of hell. That would, that would kind of be awesome. I think a rampaging bull in a... Yeah, no, they awesome. have videos of that all over YouTube. It's not fun. <laughs> that's uh, Black Friday. Yeah, right. Okay, but looking at the rod, I can't really tell anything that it does, right? At the scale. It's got a button on one end. And he says he's never he's he, he goes on to explain to you or as as he's pulling out these things and handing them to you that he's had a tremendous amount of guilt over the years that he wanted to at first get rid of you and get you away from his family. He didn't get rid of you or give you away out of greed. He did it out of fear that if someone had come and killed your family and he had realized that Rolthier had been afraid of something, he had feared for his life, something had come and killed them. And if he'd have realized that you were left, there may have been another. So when this other tiefling came to offer you, he did not know. He didn't know if this was another assassin or if this was a family member or this was a way out, a way in, what. And he was more than happy to take it up. And then in the intervening days, as he continued to talk to Eldra, he grew more and more, um, even, even as his life, even as he continued to gain money and get put in charge of a really nice end, the rusty gear, and as he, even as he moved to Alftrag, and his, his life you know, took on a, a significantly higher-end lifestyle, um, he almost felt like it was blood money, like it was a blood cost, and that he probably shouldn't have done what he did. And he just, at this point, he's just kind of um, almost begging your forgiveness. He's he's kind of mortified as to what happened. And he didn't realize that it was you when you were in the rusty gear that first time. It took a few conversations with the elder to realize, oh, my God, that's who it could be. Okay. As he's talking and I'm looking at the scale, um, I told him, he sh- you know, he, he should have thought about the future of what may have happened if the person that you gave away out of fear would ever come back and out of curiosity i'm going to press the button as it's pointing towards him and see what happens okay nothing happens you point it at him you press the button (laughs) but you notice even with the wiggles of your arm it doesn't move after i press the button correct 
Correct. <laughs> like it holds its spot in the air, doesn't move. I swear to God, I almost said this out loud as soon as you described it. Because I know what this is. Uh huh. I almost said it. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> like, a very it's a variation on one. Yes. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> All right. Well. Hang on, I was hoping for some sort of explosion and. <laughs> like he would give you another thing that explodes. Yeah, you already have magic hands. weapons. <laughs> yeah, you already have hands that explode. There's no way. Jeez. All right. Well, I don't really accept his apology, and I'm going to have to get some revenge because that's part of who I am. So, okay. Since we're the only ones there, I'm going to stab with my dagger. Your dagger? Okay. So describe how you do it. I'm going to stab him in the back, hopefully in between the ribs, and take him out in one fatal blow as he's not expecting it. Okay. So you realize this rod isn't going anywhere and kind of let go of it, and he's amazed by this thing. And he takes a look at it, and he goes, I've had this thing with me for almost 20 years, and I've never messed with it. And he starts looking down, and he kind of looks under it and looks over it, and he's just he's, – he's fairly amazed by it. And as he kind of rotates around, you just kind of come up behind him and grab the back of his hair and slip your dagger in between his ribs and pull it back out, and he has this long gasp, and then there's a gurgle, and blood comes out of his mouth and drips to the floor, and then he just collapses in front of you. And you have blood all over your dagger. You have it on your hands, um, and you have just a little bit on one of your shirt sleeves, your right shirt sleeve. Oh, not the shirt. That, oh, I could take it to the cleaners. All right. <laughs> okay, well, I grab the rod. I press the button and hope that it allows me to move it again. Okay. So you grab the rod and try to move it. It doesn't go anywhere. And you press the button, <laughs> and it immediately just drops into your hand. All right. And I clean my dagger off on something inside there and wipe my hands and I start heading back down to where everybody else is. Okay. Okay. Anything else you guys want to do before you take your long rest for the night? No. Okay. When we get down there, I kind of talk to Meep and whoever else just by ourselves and kind of explain the rod that Tam gave to me. I, I don't tell them what happens because they don't even know. And explain that, you know, we might be able to use this for something to help us get the train. I'm like, Awesome, make a nature check. <laughs> awesome, did you hear me? You're make a nature check. Nature check. Fourteen plus uh, twenty. Twenty. You immediately recognize it as dragon scale. Rod, the scale. The yeah, the the immovable rod is made of dragon scale, which is really odd. Okay. So I'm sorry, Meep. I stepped on what you said earlier, and I didn't hear it. What'd you say? I was I was just gonna be like, "Wow, that's that's cool." Tim carried around with him all these years. <laughs> he did. He so nice of him. <laughs> well, he you know, like I was, you were thinking he about must have known I was gonna come back. having him come into business, and maybe he could buy out this like bar, and he could run it for us. We could use the teleportation circle. Isn't that great? We can always ask. 
Yeah. Insight fucking check. <laughs> yeah, okay. Roll against his plus nine. Let's see what happens. <laughs> it always Nat 20, Nat 20, Nat 20. Nat 20, Nat 20, Nat 20 might not help him. <laughs> you don't get a – Nat 20 is not an automatic success on this. I don't care. I'm trying it. At 20, that one. At 20, that one. Nah, I didn't do it. I got a 12, so I'm going to get a 1 or a 2. What's your roll of us? 18. 18, Plus okay. 9. Yeah, that's a 27 for him. He is a steel trap. You don't think anything has gone awry. Make a perception check. Yeah, I didn't change my shirt or wipe the blood off, so. That's a 22. It's almost like he wanted to get caught. 22. Okay. You do notice the blood (laughs) on his sleeve. You and and Croker, you immediately noticed it when he walked in the room. Hell, you smelled the blood on his sleeve when he walked in the room. (laughs) So. I mean, unless they say something, I won't say anything. You what? said unless they ask me about the blood, I was just going to come up with a good lie. But if they don't ask, I won't say anything. Okay. So never mind. All right. All right, so at that point, you guys decide you're going to call it a night. It's a little bit early, but you got a lot to do in the morning. Um, you do your thing and set back out. So this is the day that you're going for the train heist. Is that correct? No. The train. Okay. And you have weakened the rebar. Now, tell me again, is everybody going through the hole in the rebar? Is that my understanding? Yes. Okay. Bright Axe and uh, Rolthor have the sailcloth that you were going to paint the thing on? Is that correct? Yeah, which I would have done overnight. Or yeah, oh, you were, yeah, you already did it. We in the blood of Tam himself. The bl- yeah, in Tam's it, blood. If it makes it, it, it's awesome. If it makes it stronger, then yes, I will use his blood. Okay, so what I'd like each of you to do, uh, and those of you who are wearing disguises, you will do this with advantage. But I still want one from you. Um, make a stealth check for me, please, everybody. Oh yeah. Oh, nice. oh yeah. Oh, I'm going to I get advantage on a stealth check. Yeah, 27. Uh, which did not help but 5 for Awesome. Did you say 27 Croker? 27. Okay. Brad X. 19. Oh, 19 from the Minotaur? Holy yeah. shit. On fire. Uh, Krantha? 19 as well. Meep. 31. Good. Oh, my God. <laughs> you I guys wanna, don't even see me. <laughs> I want to be on his team. Whenever we do a stealth check, I'm right. I'm holding on to him so he, I get part of his stealth. <laughs> All right. So that means, Rolthor, you've got to be the bottom one. Did you roll a two? No, I did roll a 17 plus one. Oh, my God. You guys have 100% defied the odds on this. Jeez Louise. Which okay. means we're going to have to stop playing right now because the rest of the game is going to be awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah <right>? exactly. <laughs> Just all spent it. So you guys feel very confident. You've made your way through the streets. You've kind of um, done your thing. You even split up a little while. You double back a couple of times to make sure you're not being followed. Mission Impossible music's playing in the background. You're, you're, you know, you're, you're moving through. That's right. It's, it's, um, it, it works fairly well for you. You are all very confident you have not been followed you're all very confident that the people you've seen 
even though you're a really motley crew, um, you know, between Bright Axe with his thingy of the skies and the other, and the, the city just becoming more and more and more and more and more and more crowded and people coming in from everywhere and be, seeing different people, they just have even stopped looking. Um, you get to the point where you have uh, kind of weakened the hole in the top. Um, I don't know if you're spread out, if you're all close, what you want to do, but how are you going to go ahead and finish that hole? Brute strength. So okay. it's going to be it's going to be Rolfar and Brightaxe have to go first because they need to head down track to get as far down track to the next spot where we're going to set up the circle. Right. So we've we've set it up far farther far enough down the line that they'll be able to set it up and we'll be able to take over the train. Okay. All right. So they go so, first. So Bright Axe could just rip it off. Okay. Bright Axe, just go ahead and make a strength check for me. I'll I'll help you. We'll both pull on it. Each each of you roll. Okay. I'll give guidance. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, does anybody need guidance? You both need guidance. What? what yeah, Twenty-four. 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 Okay. And Crunthud. Twenty-one. Oh yeah, you guys easily. So it's um, the amount of work they had done to it, and the acid that he had already kind of treated it with, and and um, and just kind of you know even busted out the old hacksaw and did some work on it with. Um, it it is only a matter of a few minutes work and you guys managed to pop that thing out of there. Um, as you're doing it, a, a light rail train goes screaming by. Um, it's, it's moving pretty quick from the point you're at. Um, and by screaming, I mean, I mean, it's, you know, holding time. So it's 20, 25 miles an hour, maybe. Um, but it goes, it goes rushing by. Um, and then the track is clear. Based on oh, your go, intel. Go. You've got about 45 minutes before the next one comes through. <clears throat> Ish, this is the one that's the timing is always off on, but you have approximately 45 minutes. Okay. Let's move. Okay. So Rolthor and Bradax head down. They jump down and they head down the tunnel, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Hustling down the tunnel. I'm going with All right. Meep's going with them. Meep's going with them. Okay. Yep. Excellent. Probably All right. right and then down the, the other. Back. The other three of you, what are you doing for 45 minutes? Uh, we're going to remain stealthy and quiet and prepare to drop onto this train. I guess we can get in, in through the hole and in through the cage and just, when we know the timing is right, just hold on and then wait for it to come and then drop on it. Is there any, like, rumbling knowledge ahead of time? Does it rumble before it gets there? Did we notice anything as the last one just went by? Well, it's like... Do we have um, any warning? Yeah, it's... Well, you noticed a, a push of, of cool air. I mean, it's kind of like being in, you know, in the L in London or in New York or something, as you get that, that kind of push of air, and then you can kind of hear it coming a little bit, um, and then all of a sudden it just roars out of nowhere. So okay. you get a bit of advanced notice, but not a lot. One of you could have, like, thought of setting up, like, some type of, like... I don't know if you could set up a trap, but it probably wouldn't have worked. So the three of you who went down the tunnel. Yes. Okay. You guys are moving. Um, you find a couple of alcoves that are 
filled with different tools and things like that. You can tell they're where the sweeps normally work, um, but you do not see any sweeps at all. Um, as you're moving through, you do notice a couple of spots where um, there's even on the other track, uh, you realize there's a little bit of rock and whatnot that has fallen onto the track um, that no one has been by to clean yet. And you just, you think that's a little bit unusual. Um, clearly the one train had gone by on the, on the track that you're over, you know, there's, there's one way that's going just fine. The other way with, with the rock there, I mean, who knows, it could just crush the rock, who knows, but uh, you just think it's unusual that there'll be anything, um, you know, on or leaning against the track. And again, these aren't like railroad tracks. It's more like monorail track, right? So right. just bear that in mind. So um, are you saying there's two different tracks there? Yeah, there are two. There's one that goes one way and one that goes the other. Right. right. So trains go dip both both ways, right? Correct. Correct. And there's something leaning on the tracks? It's just rock. It's just from it's I mean it's literally don't read too much into it. It's just it you can tell they are you are on a level at which the attention being paid to the disrepair is less. Good. Yeah, okay, got And it. so you know, something like this, like you me if you look at it, you've got a mechanical mind, you figure a train moving twenty five miles an hour with the size of the rock that that is probably fuck up the front end of the train pretty good and blast the rock to bits, but it probably wouldn't cause like a derailment or anything like that. Like it would hit and they'd probably stop the train and people would look at it and do the repair and move on. Like it's, it's minor, but it's just, it's, it indicates a certain state of disrepair to you. Okay. It will not mess up our train now though, right? Not the track that you're aiming for. No. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. I'm 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 going to gosh I would like to move it just so it's not going to mess up any of the trains but that's right okay we're good okay all right so you guys make it down you go I mean it's quite a while it's probably you're probably moving for 20 25 minutes um you get at that rate of speed you're probably somewhere between half a mile and three quarters of a mile into you get to the, uh, you know, the point in the tunnel where you want it to be, which is deep in the deep dark of the tunnel. Um, how are you going to affix this thing? Um, is there a place where we could uh, try to hang it up on the wall or? Uh, yeah, I think I get that. Um. We had discussed not going through here, right? We're not going through the portal. No, we're, we're staying here. Okay. I'm seeing if this will work. Um, I'm going to look for ledges or anything like that where we could kind of sit above the, the tunnel. Okay. Um, go ahead and make an investigation check. Ah. That's a 17. Wow. Okay. Um, you don't find any ledges above. You find some like nooks and whatnot that you think, okay, we could attach a point of this tarp to there, but you don't find anything big enough for like you to sit on. You do find an alcove um, that is probably about 15 meters short of where you're putting this thing. So there's the alcove and then you go about 15 meters and then there's the point where you've decided to affix this thing. Um, that you can, you know, you could run there and you could dip back into the alcove and let the train pass by. So there's no danger of the train hitting you or whatever if you wanted to make it in there. That alcove is full of, um, it, it's 
tools. It's cheap tools. I mean, it's nothing, nothing to be impressed with, but they're tools that'll do the job. There's a lot of sledgehammers and, you know, iron pikes and iron rods and just shit that they would use to, to, you know, move and or repair track and or rock. I've got spider climb. I could just use it to climb up there and just hammer stuff in and hang it. Yeah. I'll, I'll bring some spikes and hammers back to Meep and uh, so you can hammer that that thing stuff in. Okay. Do that. That didn't require great strength. Okay. Um, Everything else I'm going to throw out of the alcove so that there's room for us. (laughs) Okay. It's, it's not a, it's not a worry. It's a decent, I mean, it's a work room, so it's, it's not like it's a small alcove. It's big enough for you guys. No worries. Um, All right. Meep. So you're going to hang that thing up. Yeah. Now here's my question. I'm going to judge the wall before I do this. Is this more of a, like, here's my thought. Would it be better for me to have the Minotaur go up there and show him where to hammer it? Cause he's got the strength or like what type of wall are we talking? I'm going to be hammering into. Cause if it's, if it's, I mean, it's stone, you're driving pythons in. Okay. So I think maybe I would be better if like, if we had the Minotaur climb up there and hammer these in here, I could kind of tell him where to do it and how to do it. Okay. okay That's so, fine, but I can't climb sheer rock. Uh, let me help you with that. And I'm going to um, take out some ball bearings and stuff and rub them on my hands and cast uh, a spell on them. And then I'm going to uh, stick them onto his palms and they kind of absorb into his palms and into his feet. So try to climb it now. I think you'll get it. Ah, ah, ah. so so meep i'd like you to make an intelligence check please okay uh come on come on come on come on come on come on my dice just went red what is going on here okay there we go uh 13 13 okay and Bright Axe, go ahead and make a strength check for me. That's a 22. 22, okay. So Bright Axe nails in just precisely the places you tell him to um, and gets it affixed, no problem. It's a little wrinkly, and you think, ah, that should work, but... It is what it is. It's it's affixed for now. Um, Rolthor, is there anything you're doing in the meantime while they're taking care of all this and hanging this thing up? I'm just making sure I got the spell ready to go and okay. observing, make sure nobody sneaks up or anything like that. What is the range of the spell? The range? Page. I think it was 40 feet. Yeah, 40 feet. Okay, so you will not be able to be in the alcove when you cast this thing. So just FYI. Okay. Okay. Just stand behind it. But you can be like five feet away from the alcove because he said 15 meters. That's 45 ish feet. Yeah, you're pretty, I mean, yes, you're close. That's for sure. It wouldn't be very far for you to step back in. Right. So the others, Otham and Croker and Cronthud. Um, the time is about coming. Is there any preparation you want to make before you do this? I want to set my reaction to jump. 
Okay. <laughs> so to, when, to let go. <laughs> when you jump, you are aiming for the locomotive. Is that correct? Sure. Yeah. That's what I'm aiming for. Okay. If I well, hit the second car, I, if I hit the second car, that's okay. Okay. Well, that's, that's, close, that's close enough. This is why I just want to make sure I precisely know which car you're aiming for. We're okay. All so in, we're all aiming I will for go, the engine. I will say, uh, though, right away, I will go in first and hang from the inside. So well, that's that, what we're all should do because we're not all going to fit through it. Otherwise, we'll be on the first car, the fifth car, and the last car. Right. Right. So we should all just go in and hang and then drop at the same time in the first car as best as possible. This can't go wrong. No. Nope. Yeah, I want to see this. This this is a great mental picture. Especially okay. for Okay, so the bugbear will not do that. He will be standing waiting at the hole because he sucks at both dexterity <laughs> and strength. So well, the he will be there. That you know, would be the, fantastic at dexterity. The bugbear oh, should turn into the bugbear <laughs> should turn into a bird and just fly down and land on top yeah. of the train, or a gorilla, or something. Yeah. A gorilla would be better, <laughs> yeah. since he From knows what he's doing, right? He's done gorillas much. I think a gorilla is great, and maybe then he can even carry us. <laughs> grab so us. maybe maybe we should ask the bugbear what he's doing instead of telling him. So, Otham, what do you? Uh, what no, do no, you we tell him. <laughs> with my with my 17 dexterity by the way it's my highest stat okay. i just you you know you're right there's been a couple times i've rolled and just failed horribly so um yeah that was kind of i was like i got all kinds of things that can fall gracefully and uh and grab onto things so i imagined yes a gorilla or even flying down one of those two uh, I say uh, I'll, I'll do a gorilla so that I, I've got good uh, hand movement. Uh, how, how terrifying was sitting on this and having that thing go by? How fast was it going? I mean, it's, it's a matter of perspective, right? You and I wouldn't right. think much of its speed. I mean, you wouldn't want to jump onto it. Don't get me wrong. You wouldn't want to jump right. onto a moving locomotive at 25 miles an hour. But for you and the world that you live in, it is insanely fast. Right. Okay. All right. So mildly terrified. Yeah. M moderately. Yes. Moderately terrified. But we're all men. Um, okay. So, I mean, Krantha, you feel the familiar blast of air coming your way. Oh, shit. <laughs> This, this thing is, and you hear this kind of, you know, you get the, the, the metal on metal of the train kind of coming your way. It comes flying around this curve. Okay, Roll. Croker, here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> Roll a dexterity oh, here check. It, here it comes. A dexterity check. I'm letting go. Yeah. Uh, Can it be athletics? <laughs> I'll take athletics. I'll take athletics. Okay. I got a 26. Oh, I am not kidding. I just rolled a natural 20. Whoa! Nice. Two natural ah! I, that's, I rolled a so 20. I did you not. You a 20. That's awesome. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're doing this one at a time. So, no. Kranta no. drops. <laughs> Boom. Hits the train. Now I want you to make a dexterity saving throw. Because it's moving pretty quick. I want to make sure uh -huh. I can stand, right? Okay. Uh-huh. 
Well, it wasn't a 20, but it's not horrible. Uh, 16. Oh, wait, wait. Okay. wait, 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 a save. Oh, it's the same thing. Yeah, forget. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you drop, you land exactly where you want to land on the locomotive, which mm. um, you would know the top of this thing is fairly rounded, right? So it's, it's, um, it looks a little futuristic, um, but the top of it is fairly rounded and it's thinner than the normal car, than the rest of the cars for most of the way. Then the back third of it kind of pops out where the cabin would be. Okay, so whatever is running this thing, the big, the big metal cylinder piece that's rounded um, is shielding it, but there's a hell, still a hell of a lot of static and electricity coming off this thing. You land almost exactly where you want to, which is kind of on top of the shielding, um, but giving yourself the opportunity to slide off. And with the 16, you do slide it off, and you get there's a, there's a piece of it down below. So is my camera still on? Yes, yeah. I know what it looks like. Shut the fuck up. Okay. Um, it looks like a bomb pop. I've yeah, that's right. This is the cabin. This is the... Um, shaft? The, the shaft? This thing is the cylinder. The shaft, <laughs> yes. It's the shaft. Um, and this then is the, the rounded cylinder. Tip. And then this is a walkway around the sides of that cylinder. Gotcha. You hit, it's, it's you hit almost exactly where you want to, which is here, and slide nice. off to the side, and you are right in the side of the rail. Right by the receptacle tip. That's right. Perfect. All right. Um, who was who was next? Was it Croker or Otham? Uh, I dropped. It's Croker, right? Okay. Yeah. Yep. So you dropped, so I, and what'd you say you rolled on your drop? I rolled a seventeen. Okay, so you hit exactly the same. Now give me a dexterity saving throw. Uh, fifteen plus my dexterity, so nineteen. It's a saving throw. Make sure you're looking at saving throw and not check. Saving throw is plus four. Okay. Because I have so, an yeah, 18 you, dexterity. You do the exact thing, same thing. You manage to make it. Do you want to jump to the same side as Cron Thud? Or? Yes, we want to be as close together as possible. All right. And then all of them, using the statistics of a gorilla, you said you made your drop, right? And it was, it was pretty high. It was 20-something for your drop? 20. Yeah, I, I natural twenty with uh, uh, dexterity plus three, so twenty three. So what's then? Give me your dexterity saving throw. Then my dexterity saving throw. Can I give myself? I have resistance, which I can. I can add a d four to a. I can cast that on myself, can I? Not oh as, wait, uh, not, as a, not as a gorilla. Not as a gorilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's uh, eleven plus three, fourteen. Fourteen. Oh, okay. So you hit this thing exactly where you want to. Um, you hit it. Your feet kind of come out from behind you, and you tumble backwards um, and hit the – because of where you are, you're lower than the cabin. You hit the cabin, and you're going to take – ooh, I rolled max damage. You're going to take 10 points of no, bludgeoning damage as a, as a gorilla. <laughs> as a gorilla. 10 oh, points yeah, of bludgeoning right. damage. And you are, it's kind of like when you see those shows where it's like, you know, an a anthropomorphic bug or whatever that hits the windshield and is looking inside. You hit that fucking windshield and you are face to face with a big, ugly dwarf. He, and he is in military regalia. And as you kind of, you know, as you hear this kind of scream, as your face is kind of moving against a little bit, you look over and you see two more dwarves who are manning the actual consoles that are a little lower than him, right? So it's, it's kind of a stepped control room 
There's also, the one on the top who's kind of the captain, and then there are the two that are just a little bit lower, and they're controlling the thing, and they're just staring at you wide-eyed and have no idea what's going on. Awesome. Watch out. They're going to turn on the windshield wipers. That's what I always have to say. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. And so we are moving. Okay. All right. Um, roll initiative. The three of you on the train. There we go. Okay. Uh, tw uh, anything above 20? 23. 21. Okay. What? Nice. Wow. You rolled a 21, Awesome. Awesome. No, awesome. No, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> okay. And then what did you get, Alex? I got a 15. 15. Oh, I got a rock, actually. I got a rock. Uh, <laughs> okay. So let me grab. Can I get both of those on there like that? Sure. Yep, we see them. Okay, so those are the two cars that are in your immediate vicinity. So you know you have, this is what's the QRF car. All you see is a big armored box. The roof of it's beveled a little bit, but it's just a big armored box from your perspective on the outside of this locomotive. You guys who are outside, there is a door that is right here mm -hmm. on the, I guess that would be to my left on the locomotive. Uh, there's a door right there that is just literally one of those doors that you open up, and it will open up and pop you into the control room. Otham, you can see from where you are, this is basically just a combination ladder that goes up into some stairs that turns into the control room. This part is the lower part where the two, dwar the two dwarven engineers are. And then this part up here is a couple of steps higher, and that is where the military dwarf is. You three are all outside. Croker, you get to go first. So I shout for Otham to decouple the train. Okay. And then I can see through the window, right? Uh, from where you are, you can't. You're, it's a little bit higher than you are. You could probably see a lot of gorilla ass and maybe the head of the Captain Dwarf, but you can't see what's going on below. All right. Well, I, I, I move so I can see into the window. Okay, so that's actually going to bring you probably about even with the door slash ladder. All right. Then I cast Misty Step. Okay. To get right behind. Okay, so that's 20 feet, and then you Misty Step to behind these guys? To behind the, the captain there. The military guy? Okay. Yep. All right, you are directly behind him. Misty Step is a bonus action, is that correct? Uh, Misty Step is a um, – where does it say what it is? It's a conjuration. It should say – oh, yeah, one bonus action. Yep. Okay. All right. So you do still have your attacks that you can take on this dude then? Yes. So axes out. Roll them up. Okay. All right. Let me get my axes going. First one I will is – 
I, I will warn you because I didn't describe him. Keep your rolls. But he is a heavily armored dwarf um, with very ornate armor. He looks like a bad motherfucker. And he has what you have come to find to be Toth's kind of city guards, you know, uniform, but of a much higher standard. Oh. Um, and he, he, looks, uh, he looks mean. Well, so, sorry. But go ahead and keep your rolls. What did you roll? Well, I only rolled one so far. Okay. However, I might use war magic and shoot magic at him first. No, you know what? Uh, I took my axes out. So uh, first one is a 19. Okay, a 19 is a miss. You uh, clang it right down. It's, it's, I mean, you hit him. You're close enough to hit him, but it just scrapes right down the back of his armor. And you are, his back is still to you. you he go. had no idea what was happening. Okay, my second one is going to be a 28. It's a 19 plus hits. 9. Yep. All right. Then I'm going to do my damage. That's going to be an 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 points of damage. Okay. All right. So you just, you land and catch your feet after land after after getting on this locomotive and just start trucking ass toward that door burst through the door misty step up um and you're behind this dude who you knew was there and you just your first strike is you're, it's almost like you're going too fast you hit him but it's just right in the back of the breast piece and it just scrapes all the way down it does tear his his cape that he's wearing it takes tapes ugh tears that and just strikes right down and the second one you come in on the side and you just catch him where the leather bindings are um and, and take a good chunk out of his side all uh, right off him nope nope i ain't done oh, i'm sorry i'm gonna try to knock him down as much as possible so i am going to use my action surge action, action surge. surge and then i'm going to use my war magic which means i can shoot uh i can hit him with toll the dead okay so that's a that's a check on you. Yeah, I have to save, right? Yep. And what type of save is that? Oh, that's doesn't a matter. Wisdom save. Eight. All right. Eight. So, so it's going to be. Hang on. Nope, it's a flat. It's an eight. All right. So that's a two d eight on him. Nice. So that is eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve points of damage there, which then allows me to also attack with one of my axes. Okay. Is that is that correct? I was oh, told that I I don't know. Told no, 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 well not a no. My war magic. So my war magic. I'm not allowed to uh, to attack with both axes because one attack gives me one action attack gives me two attacks. Correct. That's how well, it would be two melee attacks. But typically, you can't cast and attack. So war magic. Unless... When you use your action to cast a cantrip, you may make one weapon attack as a bonus action. And told the yes. dead is a cantrip, yes. So yeah, you can do just it. one, okay, one yeah, weapon, sure. right? Gary, one weapon. Gary uses bonus action. All right, and that I is think, uh, no. He's already used his bonus action though yeah. with Misty Step. Yeah, he can't do it. No, this is a new turn. This is a new turn. No, new no, turn. no, no. Yes, no. It's an action no, surge. No, no, no. It's no. they're right. It's an action surge. You get an action, but you don't get an additional bonus action. Oh, okay. All right. Still. So the you second next, the second attack next, the yeah, my axe. Still mixed. badass. Yeah, no, you still you hit him hard. Now I'm done. 
Okay. Awesome. Uh, I am going for that pin to pull it. So I'm, I am, uh, I, I dropped the gorilla. Uh, no, dude, don't look at me like that, Chris. The gorilla doesn't have that good of an attack. I dropped the gorilla and I'm going for the back. I know. I just like okay. you gorilla. Well, you don't, know, not, you don't need to attack. You just need to. All right. So I want you to make either an athletics or a dexterity check. I'll give you the choice. All right. Uh, we will go with uh, dexterity. Okay. Is, right, is dropping your form, is that, a, is that a bonus action or is that a free yeah, action? Yeah, it's a bonus action. I think it's and a that's free a action. 20, by the way. Nice. So 23. Okay. All right. So you make it back. Um, you basically climb up over this thing. Um, you are careful, thankfully, to keep your head down to not whack it on any of the iron rebar that's above your head um, and get to the middle and slide down you are now in between the cars the pin is there um it is a rather large pin it does one of i can't do it for the camera sure it does one of these things yeah. and then there's a pin in between it yeah so you you are in there that was your movement what action would you like to take i want to pull the damn pin okay uh make a strength check all right <laughs> natural one okay. three so you realize as you're pulling this they make an intelligence check as well not with that die uh 10 plus with intelligence uh, 12 12 okay you realize as you're trying to pull this thing and failing uh miserably you realize that with the pressure that this yeah. pin is under even at your best, even if you'd have rolled a 30, you'd have had a really hard time working it out there all the way. Yeah. Um, and you're going to have to kind of approach this in a different manner. Um, okay, next up is the engineers. Um, these two look at each other like, what the fuck? And one turns, and is gonna, um, he's going to kind of start heading up those stairs, and he's going to attack Croker, and the other is going to hit the brakes on this thing. Oh, yes! So... Uh, don't worry, these guys are not the toughest. Um, where is... And as soon as he hits those brakes, give it a yank, Frank. Yes, sir. Okay, so he is Pronto, going to turn. And he's going to attack you with... Oh, of course. All right. He just pulls, it's like a, uh, it's almost like a blackjack. Like it's not even, I don't know that I necessarily call it a club, um, but he's going to turn and he's going to strike like hell with you, at you rather. Um, that's going to be a 22 for the first one oh, and a wow. 19 for the second one. Uh, both hit. Both hit. Okay. Is he, he's got two of them? He gets two attacks. Um. So that's going to be, ooh, he rolled really well. So four and three, so that's seven. He's going to do nine points of damage on you. Um, and he looks, he actually, he's hes as surprised as anything. He looks kind of scared, like what the hell is going on in here? Uh, but he just kind of thwack, thwack, and, and, and hits you with this thing. I give him a, a stare. A stern looking at? Yes. Krantha, your I, turn. And I smile. <laughs> I don't know if that intimidates him a little. All right, I will 
run up to where I can see what's going on. Actually, I'll run all the way up as far as I can to the door. Okay, that's going to be... Oh, yeah. What's your movement? 25. So okay, I'm... you'll get right to the door, I think. Can I... Can I... Yeah, you get to the, right right at the door. You can see um, you can see the one who is working the controls from where you are. The other ones, because they're around the corner and up, you can't quite see. Is the door open? Yeah, they oh, left the door open when when Croker went in. He left the door open. Okay, well that changes what I can do then. Uh... And I can't see. I through the even the front window. I can't see what's going on. It's well, too it's, high, or yeah, it's hard because the orientation on here. But you gotta think like there's it's half wall, and then there's glass above, and you're coming in gotcha. low. Because what you do is you hit a ladder that goes up, and then you hit some stairs and turn and turn, and then you're on that first level where the engineers are, and then it's two or three more steps up, and that's where the captain and Croker are. But from where you are, because you're so short, you can't see, you can't actually see what's going on in the cabin. Okay, I suppose I will cast I don't know. I guess I'll cast Guiding Bolt on this guy right in front of me. Okay. Is that a save for me? Is that what that is? Uh, no, it's an attack for me. Okay. Uh, 22. 22 definitely hits. And I got a 15 damage on that first, on the first engineer. Okay. You it's 4d6. <laughs> fuck up his world. You come around that corner and you can just barely make the guy out. You cast Guiding Bolt um, and you just let him have it. Um, what type of, uh, what type of damage does that do? <laughs> Is it radiant? Radiant damage, yes. Okay. Literally, you're burning the skin off of his face, which is the only part of him you can really see from where you are. Um, and whoever hits him next gets advantage. Okay. Croker, uh, the captain, turns to you, um, and he's going to go ahead and make two strikes. Let me pull him back up here. Not citizen. I went captain. He is going to he's gonna strike you with I just have to make sure I'm doing this correctly. Bear with me just a second here. Why won't it show me where that is? There it is. Okay. Oh, that doesn't help me. Damn. Okay. All right. Well, he's going to attack you with his axe. Um, he is going to expend both of his attacks on you. Uh, that is a 13, which I believe is a miss. Is that correct? That's a miss. And then a 25, which I'm sure is a hit. Uh, that's a miss. Uh, really? Wow. <laughs> that's really impressive. You have amazing armor class. All right. Uh, 
dice. So this is with a uh, with an axe. He is going to where my d12 go. It's a six. He does ten points of damage with that one. Not to be outdone, he's going to go ahead and action surge as well and attack you two more times. Uh, oh wow! I literally just rolled a nat twenty and a nat one. So one of them completely whiffs. Um, in fact, the first one is the one that hits. He hits and he hits solid. Um, is so happy, but he actually his he hits you so damn hard. It it puts like a little like clink in your armor, and it actually holds the axe just just long enough that when he pulls it loose, he completely duffs the second one. That is going to be that's an eleven plus what was it? Plus four, so that's 15. Well, it's 22 plus four is 26 points of damage. Ouch. Um, but then with his nat one, he actually, because he overcorrects, um, he ends up having to take a knee. He's not quite prone, but he is down below you a little bit. So how much damage did I just take? You took 26 26? on the second one, yeah. All right. Ouch. I think it was 10 on the first one. So 36 total points damage that round. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that was the Captain Croker, your turn. All right, well, then I am going to hit him with Toll the Dead again. Okay. And because I hit him last time, I do get Eldridge Strike, so he makes a save at disadvantage. At disadvantage? Mm-hmm. Let's see if I can do a nat 20 and a nat 1 again. Fuck, pretty close, 16 and an 8. So All right, so... That was a wisdom save, is that right? Yep. So 10 is the best. Yeah, so he will take... Yes! Uh, that is uh, 12 points of damage. Okay, this guy is not having a good day. And then I will swing with my axe. I'm going to use this one. Uh, and that was a 16. That is a miss. Even All if right, he's so prone. Yeah, unfortunately. So. So he was he wasn't quite prone. I didn't put him in the prone position, but he was definitely he was he was having trouble. Um, and you again, you just scrape it right off his arm. You're so close. You you there's no way you actually miss, but you're you guys are like creating sparks on each other's armors. Uh, Otham, your your go. Um, I feel the train when he hits that brake. Right, you said he hit the brake. Right. He hits the brake, and things just kind of lurch a little. There's not a ton of room in between this pin. It's not like it's going to pop right out, but you you might have an option. No, here. so as soon as I feel it, I go for it again. Okay. And I'm going to roll that one. We're going to roll this one. Uh, that is a 16 plus two. Yeah, 18. 18, okay. Um. No, there's no you, – you grab this thing, and you're tugging for all you're worth. Um, oh. And it feels a little bit loose, but it's not going anywhere. Don't you wish you had a Minotaur? Uh, or, yeah, somebody. Yeah, I don't know why the Minotaur is not with us. That was kind of <laughs> stupid. I need help um, hanging a curtain. You know, he might need to – I might need style. help. Maybe some things coming. Uh, engineers are next so the first one strong the first one is going to turn and he's going to just well he's not even turning he's staring at you he's going to hit croaker both times again uh that's a nat one and an 18 jesus um which is going to give me not much with that thing it's 22 Um, so that'll be a hit hmm 
I'm letting you know right now, I think my computer is shutting itself down because of our wonderful HSE uh, requirements. Okay. So just so you know, right. I might disappear here in a second. Okay. If you disappear, then Chris or somebody will anger you. Um, so we'll come back on your he's going to hit you the second one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. I'm glad you said that, Alex. I'm at 12%. I got to get my charger. So that's going to be four points of damage to you, Croker. And then the second engineer, um, he starts pushing buttons on the console. You don't know what he's doing. Croker, get him. Pronto, get him. Is it my turn? It's your turn. Yes. Yeah, Pronto. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I'm just sorry. I can't do anything because things keep flipping around on my screen. All right. I am going to, I guess uh, I have to go up the stairs, right? And I probably can't get into the cabin. Uh, it is part. crowded in here. You can right. make it to the top of the stairs. That's fine. If I could just get into the top of the stairs, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go up, so it's like a three and a half foot ladder. It's not a very tall ladder. And then there's like a short platform and then it stairs up and you just kind of turn around and everybody's there and this place is now packed. Okay. I am going to pack it some more by throwing in my spiritual weapon. Jesus. <laughs> right is the uh, the captain <laughs> you're gonna try to actually get it in there all right <laughs> this is a hot mess going on right now that's okay my spiritual weapon is ethereal so it doesn't really right. have to have its own space it can fly so right. it can be above them uh so uh the captain still has life he all three of them up, still yes. have life right uh, the captain so the captain is in for him really bad shape Yes. No, one I'm of the engineers okay. looks like he's on death's door, and one of the engineers you haven't touched yet. So the yeah, the death's door is the one right in front of me, right? Correct. Yeah, that's he's touching buttons and shit. Well, he's not going to for very much longer. But all right, here comes uh, my spiritual weapon appears as in the shape of a panther, and gnaws at uh, tries to bite the captain. Okay. The captain or the guy next to you? No, the captain. I'm going to oh. hit the guy next to me. Oh, 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 <laughs> my fault. My bad. I got a 19. Thank you. 19's a miss. Yeah. All right. That's even with a plus eight. All right. That's fine. Uh, then I am going to pull out the hammer. Okay. Tonthanato has come for you. And I look right at the guy in front of me. And I got a... 23. Yeah, that really hits. <laughs> These guys have shit for it. They're not wearing armor. Like, they're wearing clothes. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I will do some damage. All right. So he, he gets uh, 13. 13. So, you just come up there, and you cast your panther and your panther goes after the captain the captain only because he's low the panther just kind of overshoots and goes right up right above him um then you turn you pull the hammer off of your back flip it a couple of times and you literally just you sandwich this guy's head down into his neck and he is he's not just dead like he is like gallagher i mean it's bad <laughs> okay gallagher all right about how many about how many hit points did he have he had five hit points left no no total 
Oh, total just, 20. Yeah, 20. Thanks. Yeah. Just keeping track. Yep. Okay. Um, that was Krantha. You don't have anything else you can do, right? That was action bonus. Correct. Movement. I am. I am good. Okay. Uh, the captain is going to turn around. Fuck. Um, he is going to kind of recover where he was. Uh, I'm only going to give him one strike since he was low and had to regain his feet. He's going to attack. Oh, that's another natural 20. Which is going to hurt. Yeah. Oh, whoops, that's a d20. Uh, nope, no, no, that's not the one you use for damage. Yeah, no, I rolled a 17 and went, that's more than 12. That doesn't work. Uh, so that's a 7 times 2 is 14 plus, I think it was 4. Hang on. That would help if I was on the right guy. Yes. So 18 points of damage. Ouch. Yup. All right. Um, more than 12 also. Yeah, it is. You're right. Um, so that was the captain. Otham. The door in front of you opens. And you see heavily armored dwarves moving in your direction. Um, one of them, I gotta find a dwarf here. Hang on. Luckily for you, it's very narrow because it's a door. Um, one of them comes plowing out and is going to, where's my QRF guy? Okay. Uh, one of them comes hauling ass out, and he is going to look at you and just kind of smile and make – where did it go? Um, he's going to execute Scorching Ray on you. So he casts that. <laughs> Okay, so he is going to roll three attacks. Oh my god, what's your armor class? Uh, it is 16. Only one of these three hits you. So three rays come scree screaming from this guy. I got a 17 and then I got shit for the other two. Um, that is, I think it's 2d6 damage, so I guess you really didn't have that much to worry about. Uh, eight points of damage. Okay. Um, uh, and he is just right there in front of you. Uh, and that's going to be his turn. How, how many again? Eight? Eight. And uh, I have a reaction that okay. I'd like to take. I okay. say, I say, Demonic Ubami! And uh, I cast Hellish Rebuke on him. Oh, oh okay. Wow. Yeah. That's a save for me, is that correct? Uh, that is a save. Uh, you got to beat an 11. An 11 on dexterity? Yep. I got it. 16. Ah, okay. Uh, so half as much as 2d10. Uh, that one. That one. Higher levels. Cast a spell. I didn't tell you what spot I was using. Oh, wait, 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 w
I, I'm sorry. I was looking at the wrong one. I was looking at the paladin, not the artificer. I did not get it. I missed. Okay. All right. So that is uh, 12 points of fire damage. Okay. All right. So you light him up. All right, Croker, back to you. All right, two axes. Uh, the first one is a 26. Hits. The second one is a non-natural 20. Uh, misses. What? Yeah, well, he's got huge AC. But your first hit might be enough to take him out. Let's roll some damage. Uh, that is going to be uh, 15. 15 just kills him. So you take it and you put that axe. The first one is the first one. You scrape it right down the front of his breastplate. Um, he's got a, a, like a chain of office that connects his cape on either shoulder that you've already kind of shredded in the back. And it just pling and flips that off of there, um, freeing up the collar of his neck. And you just bury the next axe nice. right between his neck and where his helmet comes down and just take, I mean, it's just a meaty slap right into his neck. Um, and he drops like a sack of potatoes. Boink. Boink. Okay, you guys are now alone in the car with the only engineer who has not been hit. Um, oh, as a bonus action, hold on one second, please. He's, I need to, he's surrendering. I, that's all right. I need hit points. So I take a second no. wind. No. No, no? Oh, yeah. Okay. You, you get hit points for yourself. That's great. Yes. <laughs> so I take, I take a second wind. Okay. Uh, so it's a 1d10 plus 10. Where the hell did I put? I just had my d10 in my hand. Oh, there it is. Oh, yes. All right. Thank you. All right. Um, okay. So that was Croker. Awesome. You have a dwarf in front of you trying to burn you. Awesome. You are muted. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I we've never done this before. <laughs> no, I know, never ever. Um, so I, uh, I I may regret this, but uh, rather than making any move towards him, I take the vial of acid that I was supposed to use on the bars, but I okay. didn't because we were able to pry him open, evidently. Um, and I I put the vial of uh, acid. I pour it on top of the pin. Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, that's my action. I don't, I guess I have a bonus action. I could do a, a cantrip, I guess, uh, uh, poison spray. I'll do a poison spray at him. So I, uh, I say poison pulverization and he's making okay. a con save against 14. Is poison spray a bonus action? Oh, no, no, say, time. no, I thought cantrips were all bonus actions. My bad. No, they're not. Uh, hold on. Bonus action. Guardian. No. No. Okay. No. I can't do anything. Okay. All right. So you are, you pour acid down onto this thing and you see it kind of start to just, and you realize this might take more time than I have. Um, the engineer turns and just surrenders. I give up. I give up. I give up. Whatever you want to do, just don't kill me. Tell him that I tell him to decouple the engine. Kranta. Tell him to decrumple the, couple the engine. I don't know what all those words mean, but we need the engine taken off now or this take, hammer goes into your skull. 
taken offline or taken no. off? Taken apart. I don't understand. Taken apart from the rest of the train. I can't do that from here, but I can, if if it it you just got to bang on the pin hard enough with a hammer or something. That's exactly what I was going to do next. So I walk over and I'm going to hit it with my hammer. The pin? Yeah. Okay. That's, that's All right. So you go down slowly, smoking on it. <laughs> you can't go wrong. So Otham is in the way. So I'll give you um, however many attacks you have is how many swings I'll give you, but you're going to have to do them at disadvantage. I have one. All right. Take your attack at disadvantage. Because oh. it's really tight in here. Can I give him guidance? Uh, it's okay. If he hasn't rolled yet, you can. Nope, I did. It's okay. I got a 14 and a 17, so that's not bad. And am I, it's an attack, right? It's an attack. Sweet. So I got a 22. Oh, my God. Hey. <laughs> All right, so... And a 14 and a 17. And a 22 is your disadvantage? Yeah, I got a 14 and a 17. My lowest one's a 14. Plus okay. eight, baby. Holy moly. All right. <laughs> so you get down there and, you know, so what you have to do basically from where you were in this cabin is there's a, there's a sliding door in the back of the cabin. Mm -hmm. You have to pop that open, slide it, slide down the, uh, slide down the ladder and go into the car is how a normal person would use this. What you do is slide that open, take the hammer back all the way and jump. And it's like, you know, one of those matrix jumps where you're, where you're moving in slow-mo and you land on this thing and bam, and you crack the shit out of this thing. Um, and you have done severe damage to it. It has not decoupled yet, but you have really, the pin is, the pin is in a state of beginning to crumple. Okay. All right. Um, oh, even with max damage, geez. it is, it is now the captain's <laughs> turn. The captain's dead. I'm aware. <laughs> That's a good game. Yeah. Oh, and then, okay. Ooh, how do I do this next for this next guy? So people are starting to pile. I'll reuse my dead dwarves here. People are starting to pile. But again, you guys have them bottlenecked right now. Monkeys, monkeys, where are the flying monkeys? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so just the one in front, the QRF guy who uh, tried to roast you earlier off them. Yes. He's going to take another shot at you. Um, there he is. <laughs> I gotta find this thing. Um, he is going to use Sorry, I have to learn how to I have to read how to do this. What's he going to use? What's he going it to use? It is a well, it's a little, it looks just like a little wooden thing that he pulls out of his pocket. It looks like a, like a wooden, um, it, it almost looks like a weird cross between like a ballista and the guns that you've seen Meep use, but it's made of wood. Um, he then does a little magical whammy on it. And maybe it's under spells. Where the fuck is this thing? 
Sorry, this is pissing me off because I thought I knew where everything was, and this this one is escaping me. This is why he got his title today, ladies and gentlemen, on the Yeah. Zoom. No shit. All right. I'm gonna <laughs> roll I'm just gonna roll Dex attack, and if it hits, then great. Um probably not a sixteen. Uh that's against my dexterity. Uh no, or, that's against your armor class. Uh sixteen. Sixteen. Oh, so it does hit. Okay. Where the fuck? Meep, do you have? What do you want? I'm I'm looking for the uh, the Eldritch Cannon for the Force Ballista. For the for- Force Ballista? Yeah. It's not something you made, is it? Yes, it is. So it's going to be in the D&D Beyond creation stuff. Gotcha. Give me a second. I see Eldritch Cannon, but it doesn't tell me how it works. But you made it, right? Yes, you had already made it. Okay. But it doesn't tell me the damage that it does. I'm sorry, guys. Um, on it. Well, it hits you. Um, Chris will get it for me here in a second. Yeah. Uh, we'll move back around to Croker at this point. Um, and then, Autumn, you've got some damage coming as soon as uh, Chris tells me how to roll the damage on that. <clears throat> um, there's nobody I can attack, is there? Not from where you are. No. Well, I mean, the engineer who's in front of you pissing his pants right now but there's there's no combatants near you and we're and and we're getting the pin from what you can see Krant that has done a number on the pin it's going to go it's not if but when okay um but there is not enough room there is no way in hell there's enough room for all three of you between this thing without one of you taking a walk all right so i'm gonna hold my action okay i look at the uh the engineer and i say as soon as the as soon as the uh <clears throat> engine is removed from the train okay, i want wait, you to sorry, hit high speed it. you okay. get three options sorry are you having it be a flamethrower or a force ballista it was the force ballista yeah move make a make a range spell attack originally from the turret. Okay. 2d8 force damage 2d8 force damage and just and does he get knocked back or anything like that? The target is a creature is pushed up to five feet away from the turret. Okay. So uh, that's five points of damage off him. And then because the thing pushes you, I want you to make a dexterity saving throw. All right. Uh, that is a nine. Ooh, I have bad news for you, my friend. Um, so, what's that? Nothing. I was trying to remember what the sound of a dead animal goes <laughs> <is> like. <laughs> yeah. So, you get blasted. It knocks you against this door, or against this side, rather, and you just go flying off the rails. Jesus um, Christ. You, we need yeah. a Wilhelm scream. Aye! <laughs> We're going to take... What about your? Cl- is your cl- oh? 
it's not a reaction. I, I can't. I mean, I will, but. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So that is, oh, man, you lucked out I on the fucking D6 that I rolled for the first one, and no, you didn't luck out for the second, so average damage. Um, so you're going to take from your fall when you hit, um, you only actually took three points from your fall, um, but you went rolling around. Actually, you know what? I'm just going to give you the fall damage. It's uh, three points of fall damage, and that train is screaming by you. You have lost your opportunity to get back on there. You were out of this combat. That's all right. You all right. Well, man. Um, so I'm sorry, Croker. You finished what you were finished. All right. So I tell him as soon as the train is is uh, decoupled to hit max speed to speed up, and then I'm going to hold my action. Um, if somebody comes through the door or tries to attack Cronthud, I will attack them because I'm. Okay. I'm looking over him. He's hitting the pin. Right. That's correct. Actually, what I'll do for you as well, since Otham did go before you and he is now um, all gone, all, all gone, mm-hmm. um, you could probably, if you wanted to take a crossbow shot, you could probably shoot over Kronthun and hit that first guy in front of him if you wanted to. If not, you can wait. Your call. Oh, if I could shoot? Yeah, I'm going to use my... Because uh, you're, you're, shooting, you're shooting down. Right. Yep. Well, then I will use. I will uh, shoot at him. Why not? Okay. All right. Right. So, what is that? Ooh, that's. I'm not that good at that thing. So, yeah, that's not good at all. That is a 17. 17 hits. Oh. Well, then that's good. That is good. And that is eight points of damage. Okay. So you see Otham, he you see this guy, he gets out this this weird looking it almost looks like a wooden carving that he casts a magic whammy over it and boom it shoots Otham and he just like a bag of just potatoes, sack of potatoes, hits the side of this thing and falls out and he is just gone. And you continue moving, um you see that, you pull the crossbow and plink and hit this guy. Hi, thank you. It hit this guy, um, and it just catches him just right in the shoulder between kind of the plate and the uh, the, the pauldron. Mm-hmm. Um, and he takes he takes that shot, and he it does a decent amount of damage on him. Uh, it is the engineer's turn. He is just going to continue. He's he's given up. He's there's there's nothing there. Kronthod, your turn. Um, it appears that the pin is ready to go. Or should I? Do I feel like I should hit it one more time? You need to hit it one more time for sure. All right. Then I'm hitting it. Okay. Mm-hmm. But now there's not as many people here, right? Because Otham's gone. Otham's yes. gone, so you're not a disadvantage. <laughs> you're just a, a straight roll. Yes. Thanks, Otham. <laughs> I put my hand up. <laughs> Natural 20. Nice. Roll your damage on it. <laughs> I do 15 damage on it. Okay, and you said you did max damage last time, right? Right, so that would have been 13. Okay. Okay, yeah. Um, so it, you, again, bring it down on that and just you, you feel something give under you and realize and that I, it has, it's broken. <laughs> okay. It's broken, but the train has not come apart yet. Okay. 
Is it broken? The pin's broken, broken. yes. I, I'm going to move, now that I've done my action. Um, okay. What exactly is right next to me? Is so you are, you are between get... cars. Right. Right. So there's a little gap here, and you're between cars. Right. You have a dwarf here who is all up in your face. There's a line of dwarves behind him who are all up in his butt. Um, to get up into the cabin, you have to climb that little ladder. Again, it's about a four-foot ladder to climb into the cabin with Croker. Right. Or you can, for if you wanted to, you could push through into the QRF car if you wanted to. No. No. <laughs> I well, mean, I'm just giving you <laughs> options. <laughs> Especially without without an, uh, without an action. So yeah. I am, but they're not engaged with me yet, right? So I could get away. Is you gonna get there we, they're close enough. There would be an opportunity of attack. Okay. Yes. Uh, just just like, from the front guy, though. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to get up okay. the, go up the ladder back into the cabin. Okay. Swing. All right. So that as is easy enough to do. As soon as he starts heading up, I tell the engineer to gun it. Okay. Or whatever the equivalent is. Make it go faster. Engage. <laughs> oh, disengage. Press, <laughs> press the button. Do the thing. Hey, I, right. I know I do was. I know I. I fell off. I wasn't in the fight. I wouldn't have an opportunity to change into a bird and fly back like a falcon. Uh, I don't know. Can falcons fly 25 miles an hour or better to catch uh, up? Like 200 miles an hour. Yeah. Well, really? a peregrine falcon, falcon, a peregrine falcon could do that at a dive. Hey, hey, hey shush, you're not helping. <laughs> yeah. but, but 30 miles nope. an hour, it could probably do, but he, he rolled shit. So you managed to All get right. up there. Um, you feel the swipe of the sword. Um, that comes at you, but it, it just, he just hits kind of the ladder behind you. Just, you hear this kind of tink, tink, tink as it goes down. Perfect. It tinkles. All right. Okay. I look at the engineer. Um, I say, hit it. Okay. And hit it. He does. And you feel, so as this thing kind of starts to come apart, you feel a, just a terrible grinding and then a, it just a huge pop. And then, you're oh no! <laughs> and then it separates. Um, and it's actually this is still trucking pretty fast, but it had you know it was on the slowdown, so this is just slowly accelerating away from it. And you guys have a runaway engine now. All right, all right. Other team. So you guys are in the tunnel. Uh, I have to reacquaint myself with your rolls here. We all roll twenties. Did you really? They pre-rolled. That's, I remember that's that. the way I remember. I think, I think Meep, uh, Meep rolled was, a 13 and Brad X rolled a 22. It was a, it was a dirty 20, but you know. <laughs> All right. So um, you guys. Oh, so I guess first thing, um, who is going to be kind of the point man to tell Voss, to tell Rolthor when to catch, cast? I think I would probably. Because that'd be a perception. Okay. It'd be a perception roll, right? Perception roll. Well, I'm trying to think who has a good perception roll. Well, what, that what? and you've got the ability to do communication. So true. So I would. Plus, I would have, you're going to want to be a hell of a lot more than 50 meters or 50 feet away. Yeah. You're going to have to. You know what I mean? To give him a warning. So you're the smallest who could potentially well, not we'll get run over this time. the uh, fingernails. So that'd work out perfect. Yeah. I do. I do. <clears throat> So what's your perception check? Oh, uh, sorry. Um, go and do a roll. Yeah. 
14. Okay. So you feel the, the kind of push of that breeze and go, okay, it's go time. Okay. Uh, I'll tell Roll Thor, I feel the breeze, like it's on its way. And then sooner than you expected, that thing goes cruising by you. Um, make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Wow. Just straight dex? Yeah. Oh, you're gonna. You're small. You're gonna do it with advantage. Well, I don't know if I need it, but we'll see. Yeah, I got twenty-two. Yep, you're fine. So that thing goes screaming by you. The wind just that it creates just whips in front of your face um, as it goes by you. I um, again, the, you screaming know, being a relative spell, thing. Cast a spell. Okay, roll Thor. I cast a spell as soon as I hear him say it. I want you to, so Meep, you were actually quite a ways away. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, if, you, if you're giving him a five minute lead time. Um, so you go ahead and cast a spell. Um, go ahead and make, a, make an intelligence check for me. Natural 20. Whoa! Yes. You timed it right. So you begin casting the spell. Uh, Bright X, where are you during this? Probably going to be near that alcove, uh, keeping okay. watch to make sure nobody's bothering him. Okay. All right. So, Rolthor, you do your magic whammy. You cast the spell. I want you to make a dexterity saving throw for me. Straight throw. Ugh, that could be a problem. Eleven. Eleven. Okay. So, you are... This isn't going to feel good. Um, you finish casting the spell and realize that the train is coming up on you really fast and you have timed it perfectly. However, you're not super quick with the agility there. Um, and the thing is just going to catch you. It's just a glancing blow, but it's moving so fast and it's so hard. It does... Damn. Not as much as I thought. Uh, 15 points of bludgeoning damage, um, and you are knocked prone. Um, and then Croker and Cronthud, you need to decide how you're exfiltrating right now. Uh, uh, jump off the back. Just jumping off. You're just going to jump? Okay. All right. And so I'm going to I'm going to push the engineer. Yeah. Okay. No, no. I'm going to push him further into the train. Oh, further into the train. As okay. we jump off, he's going to the. He's going to the. Uh, he's going with the train. As okay. far as I know. And I want you each to make a dexterity saving throw for me. Oh, you know what? Can I just misty step? If you want to spend the slot, you absolutely can. Oh, suck. Yeah, I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm just gonna misty step. <laughs> okay, Alex, make a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, I got a 10. A 10. <laughs> this right. is where I could have used the, the natural 20. <laughs> you are going jump to take towards, eight, jump eight points me. of bludgeoning damage as you land. Jump oh, towards me. Um, I'll catch you. You hit kind of hard. That's okay. Wait, he the, took only one, took. the only damage I took. The only damage I took. That's right. Yeah. The only one who sees what actually happens is Bright Axe because he sees the thing go by and he sticks his head out. And he sees the teleportation circle light up, and that thing shoof, goes straight through. And just as it closes, 
it just catches the ass end of where the pin was. And just this probably 50-pound hunk of steel falls off, but the rest of the locomotive made it through. It was almost perfectly executed. You guys turn around. You start to regroup a little bit. You're starting to get up, and oh, my gosh. And everybody is, like, feeling just a little bit of pain except for Bright Axe. Um, Otham is nowhere to be seen at this point, but the rest of you are together. And you're kind of, you know, you kind of give each other that look, like, should we smile? Should we rejoice? Should we get the fuck out of Dodge? And you hear this, and you see slowly rolling up as it slows the rest of that train and the QRF. And that's where we're going to stop for the night. We, we, we run. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> so that be it. Thank you for playing tonight. That was, uh, I know we ran a little long. I apologize, but I wanted to get that finished good. up. Yeah. That was good, man. Way to go. I like the fact that Alex and I fall off the train. Or get hit by barely get hit by the train, and I take way more damage than Otham, who got shot off the train. Yeah, <laughs> well, that was just the falling damage that barely did anything. <laughs> he took damage from the force too. <laughs> I'm used to I'm, I'm clumsy. I'm, I'm used to falling, so uh, I, I took it like a jam. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Sorry, um, I gotta say, you guys did a great job. You surprised me because I really thought we were going to be going through a train station and trying to smuggle shit on and all that kind of stuff. This was. This was perfect. You had some good roles, and it was uh, for you know the session and a half that we talked about it. That was a pretty good strategy. <laughs> Just get them, Ray. <laughs> I can't. Good. I, I'm still reeling about the fact that you know Tam is dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Nobody knows. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Nobody well, knows is he, yet. Is he dead? Tam? Tam, yeah, yeah Tam. Yeah, is he? No, I don't, stabbed I don't know. Him. You just stabbed him. I don't know. Did you get enough hit points on him? Yeah, you, you straight up murdered him. Uh, I Cap, don't know. Chappie said he was dead. Yep. No, I, he's we, dead. He, he's, no, I'm, Awesome is saying, well, you left, you left with him, and I, we haven't seen him, but, I mean, that doesn't mean nothing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not telling anybody. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure no one will figure it out, so... Not this part. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was uh, that was interesting. So well I done, really boys. Think I wasn't going to kill one of them. I mean, they gave me away. Oh, I knew you were going to. I, I'm surprised you didn't kill them both, actually. But that's neither here nor there. The, the waterworks got me. <clears throat> the fact that she kept saying she don't. The, the fact that she kept saying she don't want to, but he was the one that initiated it. He he was going to have to go according to Rolfo's theory. All right. Well, go. He did. I hate to see what happens when you uh, when you find the two other people you're looking for now. Yeah, now I got because now we got a quest for a dwarf, and we <clears> still got to find your dad. Purple teeth. Was it a dwarf or was it a gnome? Dwarf with a hammer. A <laughs> and and the purple the purple tiefling. Come on, it's got to be for all. It's got to be for all. I mean, be. he had a bugbear with him. Yeah. <laughs> Or a little I mean, teddy bear, whatever it was. It's not like, it's not like he was gonna just like this tiefling was gonna go find for all and be like, "Here you go, here, here's Happy two kids." Right. I thought you were gonna use PowerPoint to find the train, but I guess you couldn't find a train that looked enough like a penis, so you drew it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. PowerPoint was driving me fucking crazy today. I kept the layering and trying to get it right. I finally, I thought I could spend another three hours learning how to do this, and it can be. 
still crappy. Marginal at best. <laughs> yeah, still crappy. Or I could spend an hour doing this, and it could still be crappy, but I spent less time on crap. You know what I mean? So that's what I did. Yeah, he called me. He called me this afternoon and said, "Hey, you got some of those? Couple of those boards?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh, you gave up." <laughs> yeah. In my head, I didn't say it to him on the phone, but I was like, "He gave up on." Oh no, it's true, and I I, I did not <laughs> want to call and admit defeat to you. But I didn't think these things would show up as well on my surface. I want to make sure they had a nice black surface.